looking at a remarkable idea. An idea that has intrigued and attracted and literally thrilled thousands upon thousands of men, women, and children. And you, my friends, are about to witness this idea become a reality. For this is the story of the miracle sea in the desert. Michael Deacon, Michael, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon. Wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I'm a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. This, in fact, is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Oh, yeah, live and direct right now on the TuneIn radio app, and, of course, on YouTube Go to michaeldeacon.com for further details. My guest this evening is Marshall Masters. He is a former CNN Science Features news producer, freelance writer, television analyst, and the publisher of yaousa.com. He has spent many, many years researching Earth changes and the planet X. He's been here before, and he still remains one of the most popular guests on the program. Once again, thank you for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Good evening to all of you out there, wherever you may be. What's up, boys and girls? Here we are with another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. It feels pretty damn good to be here. I hope you stick around for what I've got planned for all of you. And I believe Marshall is sending me some kind of message here. Let's see what he's saying. Ooh, he has some sort of issue going on in the background there. I think he might be ready. Let's see what's going on. What happened there, Marshall? Raccoon. Raccoon, tell me about it. What happened? Well, I I live out here in the country now. Kind of really like it. And uh got a raccoon, a couple of raccoons. They get a little bit of, to be a little bit of problem. I can hear them scratching around and they're they're hunting for food. I don't know what it is. They always seem to show up when I'm doing an, in an interview. Oh, wow, they missed you. <laughs> Crazy thing, but I do like living in the country. Oh, yeah. You know, I brought you in just a few uh, moments before I say the old song and dance here. Usually I say something about what's going on. So I'll just say that right now, since I have you here, uh, so much to dissect here tonight with you, Marshall, and, of course, our friends in France are still going strong with the protesting, and, of course, the revolution will not be televised. 
how accurate that phrase turned out to be, I find that extraordinary. The whole world is, in fact, watching. How do you feel about that, Marshall? Oh, I think we're living in a magnificent time, Michael. And uh, I'm watching what's happening with Europe, uh, the Yellow Jackets, uh, Brexit, MAGA here in the United States. Uh, this is a global freedom movement. It's not a cult personality. In other words, if you know they get rid of Trump, someone else will pick up the banner and march on. Um, I am really excited about it purely from a standpoint of Planet X. That's that's my draw to this. Right. Because in my book, Being in It for the Species, I go at great length about the Anunnaki and what they're doing. And or what they're going to do when they arrive. And it's a subjugation. And I've always it's it's always been a dark fear that we have been so heavily programmed to just roll over and die. Right. That we would do that. And I'm seeing people standing up for their freedom across the globe. And it just fills me with peace. It really it does. It me. It's it's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, I believe this year, you know, I, I knew about all of this uh, long before there was the guy between P, you know, after P. And uh, you don't want to mention the name because uh, there's a tremendous amount of backlash and suppression. Uh, but I knew about all of this stuff months, months before actually it started to get a following. Uh, through my sources, which are typically, I have a lot of good, reliable sources, uh, both, uh, enforcement and military. And, uh, discretion is the better part of valor. Oh, yes. Uh, and they're following it. And, uh, I think we're going to have a year of tumult. It's going to be tumultuous. Uh, but it's also going to be cleansing. I think this is, when Planet X comes, it's just gonna hurt. That's all. It's just gonna hurt. Uh, but I was always worried because I, to me, it was like humanity. When this happens, we're, we're going to come to a fork in the road. Exactly what the Hopi prophecy rock tells us. And if we continue along the present line, it doesn't look good. As in, you know, uh, we'll wind up becoming a slave species for countless generations to come and we won't, it won't go go any other way until there's nothing left to exploit and then we're going to be the masters of a dead world on the other hand if we take the high road so to speak there's a fantastic future that's what the hopi prophecy rock says and it's only been until the last year that there's ever been an inkling even a remote possibility Humanity is going to say, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I want my freedom back. And I want a currency that's worth something that doesn't exploit me. I don't want to send my children to pointless wars and they come home without arms and legs. I don't want to see my children getting these oppressive student loans that uh, are slave debt, destroy them for the rest of their lives if they can't find a job to pay them off. People are yearning for freedom. And in America, it really comes down to uh, there's there's two sides of it. You have your globalists and then you have your anti-globalists. And what I find interesting is 
when the Planet X flyby occurs, the areas that are going to be the most impacted are where you have the people on the left, the liberals, the globalists. They're going to be along the coastlines. Coastlines are going to be utterly devastated. Yeah, you'll have other fault lines, uh, particularly in the center of the country, and uh, that's going to be an issue. However, the the Americans who embrace Trump and his agenda are living in the most survivable parts of the country. And the ones that are angry as hell and hate Trump and hate this and all that, they're the ones that are living in the worst parts of the country for survival. And interestingly enough, they are the ones where there is the greatest amount of disinformation to suppress awareness about what's happening. There's much more awareness of things in the flyover states than there is along the coastlines. Yes, and Marshall, before we <laughs> really head down into the rabbit hole here, I do Whoa, want... it's a deep one, too. <laughs> I, it's I, a deep one. I agree. I, I do want to welcome you back again to the program, and, of course, welcome to the new year. Well, welcome to 2019, Michael. I know, right? And I, and uh, I definitely hope you had a great Christmas, too, by the way. Oh, you know, I wish I could say that I had a great Christmas day. Uh-oh. What happened? But I It was... Uh-oh. Well, it was a day... You could of, tell me. You could tell me. I can tell you. I'm here okay. for you. That's good. And I appreciate it. Um, I've been following all of this stuff and uh, assiduously. I mean, I... Every morning, I spend probably an hour, hour, hour and a half studying it. Yeah. And again, I'm looking at this purely from a Planet X standpoint as to what's happening because there is uh, a sociological event that's occurring. Remember, what was it, that line from Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, Avant Sociologique? Remember that? I the do. French guy? Oh, yes. And I feel <laughs> like I'm watching it, but... It was always at arm's length. I knew about all of these things that were coming and long before people even were talking about it. But it was always clinical for me. It was always arm's length. And then there's, you know, the term proof. And in uh, October, they started talking about the Fed, what the Fed would do with raising the interest rate. And the mainstream media was all, ain't going to happen, ain't going to happen, ain't going to happen, ain't going to happen, ain't going to happen. And there's just a couple of, uh, you know, Anons out there saying, no, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Well, it didn't happen like the MSM said. It happened like the Anons said. And so you have that proof. And for me, as I'm watching this in the lead up to Christmas, I'm just I'm looking at this, and you know, sometimes you, you see it, and you're going, I'm seeing it. Oh, my God. I'm seeing it. I was like, this is, and this wasn't the first time this year. In September, I saw Planet X with my own eyes. And that's that true. was that was the worst day of my life. But I think you told us a little bit about that. And go ahead and, yeah. and tell the audience just a little bit about that, some cliff notes of your observation. It was on September 9th up around the uh, Warden, Washington area. We were driving. I was with someone who is uh, a very sharp lady, um, contributor to my program, a volunteer. And I was up there visiting, and uh, we were actually uh, studying the flood history of the state, which is very fascinating. 
And uh, we were on the way back going through wheat fields, and she's sitting there driving, and I'm kind of half slumbered. You know how it is when you're just riding along. I love when someone else drives. And I'm just sitting there, and la, 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 la. And all of a sudden, she's going, ah, I see it. She's <laughs> screaming. And it's like, hello. <laughs> you know, you, this, is, this is a rude wake up. I mean, it's like you don't even hear them say, put your tray up to the upright position. I mean, it was just screaming. I see it. Next thing, she whips the car around, and I looked out. I was in the passenger window, and there it was. The sun was just above the horizon, which is for naked naked eye observation, it's got to be there. You got just above the horizon, you know, sun, you're talking about dawn and dusk. And I see it. And I, and I mean, it's like I've looked at so much imagery over the years. Um, it's, I'm not sitting there going, what am I seeing? And I'm thinking and rationalizing and whatever. I do what I always do when I look at imagery that's sent to me by people. I study it. Sure. Ob- objectively, I don't, I don't think. I just, it's a very, very pure visual process. You're looking for visual clues. And I look at it and I go right there and then. I'm looking through the passenger window, which is glass, so we got to get rid of the window. So I threw open the door, jumped out, looked at it exactly like I saw it in the car. And she's standing over there. She had run around from the other side of the car, from the driver's side. And we're both standing there looking at it, and it was a very brief moment of time. Didn't even have a chance to get my cell phone out to get a snap. And uh I was looking at it, and... Then, and I knew I saw the real deal, period, period. And, but I wanted to test her. So I said, uh, where did you see it between the 12 o'clock to one o'clock position relative to the sun? And I asked her that because I actually saw it around the 1130 position. So it was a test question, trick question. And she came back and said, no. I didn't see it there. I saw it between the 1130 and the 1145, which is where I saw it. So immediately she validated me and I validated her. Uh, we didn't have a big celebration that day. I just, we drove back and we could barely speak. Oh, okay. Um, because when you see it, it's like seeing a bullet come right between your eyes. You know, this is death. Yeah. So it freaked you out. Well, Yeah, in a sense that I could no longer, in all these years I've been talking about it, it's always been an arm's length thing for me. I never doubted its existence after I did my homework. And that took me several years. It wasn't until about 2005, 2006 that, you know, there was no question in my mind we were dealing with something real. And uh, got back and you start thinking, you contemplate. And what I began contemplating uh, was not the stuff that people would think about, which is, uh, you know, what's going to happen to me and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, now I know. Oh, there's so many people that have sent me imagery over the years. And I'm very picky. If I publish something, it's maybe 2% of what's submitted to me. And I'm serious. I throw a lot of stuff out. But there's a lot, of, even the stuff I throw out, there's a lot of it that's still good, but I can't use it because it's missing something important. But there's no question in my mind the person saw it and they had an experience. And 
so I really started thinking about all of the people who had sent me the this, these photo ops, and all I could think about in my mind was, had I been fair with them? Mm. Had I been fair? And I thought about it, and, you know, there's times when you get people that are just lazy, and they throw me something that says, my brother took this picture last year. What is it? You know, and I just respond, it looks exactly like a picture your brother took last year. Congratulations. That was a pretty yeah. good, that was a pretty good impersonation, by the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, the, but on the other hand, the people that were sincere about it, I just always would just say, here's the problem with your observation report. Here's what you need to do the next time. Keep looking. God bless. Thanks for sending it in. So I went through that process in my mind of all those years of looking at imagery from people. And uh, that was, for me, was, was really important because I felt it, it, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. All right. As a man, we could sympathize with a woman being raped, but only another woman who's been raped could truly empathize with that woman. She'd been there. You see what I'm saying? Understood. That and, got dark quick. And so, <laughs> yes, uh, it's just one of those things, unless you, you know, if you ain't been there, done it, seen it and bought the T-shirts, different thing. Agreed. So yes. uh, it was a terrible moment for me. And then this other terrible Ooh. moment was started the day before Christmas. Oh, my God. That night when I'm all of the facts, everything on the proof was coming in. I saw what was happening with the Fed. Uh Trump played it brilliantly. He did. Uh, he let them trash tank the market and then he just called and then he, you know, tells Wall Street, Hey, this is a good time to shop for bargains. And next thing we know, it comes back very well played, but it was like watching Nibiru or Planet X for the very first time in September. Uh, this was the same kind of unsettling thing for me because I understood the consequences of it and all Christmas day. All of these ideas, thoughts, facts, information that I'd been, you know, working and gathering for a period of by that, you know, about almost two months. Um, it was all buzzing around in my head like angry bees. I know what that that's like. It's almost like you uh, experience like a wave of anxiety filled yeah. with, with problems and issues that you want to solve, right? Yeah, and you yeah. know the thing is, is that you know it's not directly connected to you. It is something that's going to impact a lot of people. Yeah, you're thinking from the micro to the cosmic level, basically. Yeah, and I was looking at it that way, and it was an awful, awful Christmas day. It was just awful. I couldn't turn it off. All this was buzzing around in my mind. I went to bed that night wondering how this was going to play out. And I woke up in the morning and I had a wonderful sense of calm. I, I found my peace. I found my center with it because uh, I realized that this was not a personality cult built around Trump. Trump's just a player. And if Trump falls, someone else will step up, pick up the colors and continue the advance. This is an unstoppable movement. And when I real and I knew that when I woke up in the morning, it was just like God had just given me that epiphany in my sleep. And so for me, the day after Christmas was my real Christmas. 
And it was a day of calm and peace for me. I really appreciate that. And uh, for all the folks that are out there and they're doing this, um, it's very risky. There's uh, very dangerous things that are happening. This is a very dangerous time. But on the other hand, like I said, from the standpoint of Planet X, you know, what I'm seeing is humanity is is standing up for its freedom. And when the and and I wrote about all this in my book, being in it for the species. But by the, the way, Marshall, did you think the French people were the ones to sort of have center stage to teach the rest of the world this? The French of all people, amazing. Well, the French, but you know, Brexit. I think the British people, uh, the way they stood up was was brilliant. I think the Yellow Jackets are courageous. Uh, I think the folks here that are you know, MAGA, they're courageous. Um, and that for me is I celebrate that courage every day. I, I look at, you know, these people aren't doing it for the quick money. They're not putting out fear porn and all this ridiculous nonsense. They're going, we want our freedom. We want our freedom. And, and we'll fight for it. That's important. It's one thing to say you want your freedom. You're not going to get your freedom back on Amazon Prime, even with free delivery. Or Twitter. Or Twitter. <laughs> right. Uh, but, and well, forget Facebook. But, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. You know, it's just, it's an amazing time to be alive. And, you know, somebody once commented to me and they said they looked at everything that's going on with these movements. And he said, you know, and I, I heard this almost from the beginning. He said, it's like we have competing Anunnaki bloodlines wrestling for control of the planet before the home world arrives. That's an interesting point. Isn't it? It kind of is, because that's the way I sort of view all political parties, Marshall. Even though yeah. I'm bipartisan, I you know, still will rally against them to a certain degree. But yeah. that's not to say that I won't support... Uh, any president that does take that share, because that's, you know, something I, I believe in by default. Yeah. Kind of have to. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, I mean, what I see in America with everything that is going on uh, is uh, when I look at the opposing forces, the globalists and anti-globalists, and I, I study this from a standpoint of chi or what's called prana, or ki, life force energy. As I like to think of it, uh, the loving light of, the loving white light of God. That it, that's what makes us alive. Without prana, without chi, without ki, uh, without this life force energy, we're corpses. And this energy comes from only one place. You have to be walking humbly with God to receive life force energy. And so the anti, Globalists are humble people that are walking with God. Great courage and strength, resolve. And on the other hand, I see the globalists, and these are the people who have turned their back on God. They're no longer receiving the light of God's loves. So where do they get their life force energy? They take it from people who are humble and walk with their God. And they take it through the most horrible means Whatever they can use to milk that energy out of somebody's, you know, it, it, it's a terrible thing. And, um, and I'm watching this flow of chi 
and it really started for me what was interesting during the Kavanaugh hearings. Oh, my, yes. Okay. And there was, and think about it. Who were the ones that were racing around making the noise, the most noise, uh, you know, ambushing people in Washington in the elevators and humiliating them and all that? They were young people. Young people have vast amounts of life force energy, and they can squander it pretty easily. Pretty restless, the youth, of course, and of course. That's right. Uh, by the way, I, I agree with what you're saying. We've seen many people's livelihoods ruined purely for political gain. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is so. This is this is a very big, very dangerous thing. But on the other hand, there's there's a Something Solzhenitsyn said that is so brilliant, and it goes right to this situation. You only have power over people so long as you don't take everything away from them. But when you've robbed a man of everything, he's no longer in your power. He's free again. That's exactly what is happening. The people who have profited from globalism tend to live on the coasts, because where are all the manufacturing jobs? The manufacturing jobs are in the center of the country, where they used to be. And globalism, by definition, is very simple to understand. Globalism is a redistribution of poverty. You take the poverty of Chinese families exported into the American Midwest to American families. That then causes a dis- displacement of wealth in the middle class American families and that displacement as wealth of wealth is what the globalists skim off the top and uh, they keep what they want and the rest they use however they so choose that's globalism that's how it effectively works i don't care all the happy nonsense they give you and so in the process of doing this you have people who haven't been affected by globalism and they live principally over in financial areas, artistic areas, along the coast, whatnot. Then you have people that have absolutely no idea that they're the victims of globalism. I think an excellent point are a lot of these kids who have come out of school, they have good degrees, but they couldn't find jobs. Oh, that's a lot of people in America. A lot of my a friends, lot of too. People. Oh, yeah. And what happens to them is horrible. This is horrible. These kids are the flower of a generation. We don't need to imprison them in debtor prisons. And that's what student loans are, debtor prisons. I learned the hard way because when I had moved from one place to another, uh, you know, the cable company gave me a new telephone number to happen to belong to a 26-year-old girl who had a degree in engineering and went upside down, couldn't find work, and was in arrears. And... uh what happened was the phone was on fire 10, 15 times a day. I was getting phone calls from bill collectors, and they put them into a pool of collectors. So you were getting hit from every which direction. Marshall, that sounds... And it starts with, we're going to put you <laughs> in prison. We're going to jail you. You're a terrible person. And what they say to these kids is so awful, and I feel so sorry for them. Uh, but yet, I don't know how many of those kids that are in default understand that the student loan program that's crucifying them is a created, was created by the globalists. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It's kind okay. of, it's pretty outrageous how much money they have to invest in multiple things, really. And yeah. that leaves them in debt severely. Yeah. It's a, it's a horrible thing. You know, I'd love to see Trump give those kids a debt jubilee or some kind of help. You know, what would help them is let them at least be able to file chapter 11 bankruptcy for reorganization because these companies that are loaning the money, they, once you may have 20,000 to get you through school by the time they're finished with interest, penalties, compounding, 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 your 20 is now 60, 70, 80. And it's completely, uh, you know, it's beyond mean. But the point here, though, is these kids are being crucified by this horrible, ugly system. I mean, these bill collectors that are calling, these are the kind of people that only want two things. They don't want to go to jail for failure to pay child support, and they need their next bottle of vodka. So they don't care how many of these wonderful kids they're going to crucify. They're the scumbags of the earth, and they rule. And, you know, when I look at this freedom movement, I'm going, There's got to be justice. There's got to be fairness. There's got to be real equality. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep destroying the flower of of a generation. And I would, you know, I hope Trump will do something to help him. I don't know. I mean, Republicans are, I I don't care much for Republicans because they're, you know, whatever works for the country club doesn't necessarily work for the rest of us. Correct. I sure would love to see these wonderful kids get a shot at life because otherwise what they have to do is they have to get down to a point where they're not making more than $30,000 a year. So they got to go down to the poverty level so that they can get these bill collectors off their backs. And it's a life sentence. It's criminal, really. It is. It really is. And Marshall, I saw a very interesting article about the Earth's magnetic field, which was behaving in such a strange manner. I had... Many scientists baffled completely, and I thought, Marshall must know something about this. Is it possible that Planet X might be causing all of this? Oh, man, we have a lot of stuff going on. You know, people, the three questions they ask me, when are we going to see it? All the time, all the time. People email me. We're seeing it all the time. I've seen it. You haven't seen it. It's, you know, it, it right now it's luck of the draw. I can tell you this. Uh, you go to my website. I have the last observation analysis I posted was best Nibiru observation for 2018 over Russia. And um, that was, I mean, usually my videos uh, would get um, 30, 40,000 views. But in the last couple of years, uh, I've, the algorithms are suppressing me. So it only says 7,000, but... The weird thing is, is that it'll stop showing views. The views won't increment, but the thumbs up keep coming. And um, the thing about this was that this is an at-altitude observation. And it's really, really, the guy who did it, the Russians who did it, brilliant. Oh, my God. It was, it was for me, it was like being a kid in a candy shop because all the stuff that's important to me as a researcher, he was doing. And, uh, you know, right now it's sitting here with 157 thumbs up, six down. Would you like to have a video like that with that kind of voting? I've had things like that happen. I had numbers pulled back. I've had videos just deleted without any explanation by YouTube. And, of course, I've had some recent trouble with... Them and not to mention Facebook. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, speaking of which, I was faced with a more recent issue with Facebook for those out there who don't know. A gentleman by the name of John Kelly, who was supposed to be joining me tomorrow, he was trying to promote his appearance on Facebook, mm-hmm. and Facebook thought the link to my show was against their community standards. You don't know what, you know, the thing, I remember when I first started YouTube, gosh, it was, must have been over 10 years ago. And back then it was really an amazing thing. And today, YouTube to me is more like wild, wild west and the, and the sheriff is a mean drunk. Um, the, you know, in response to my Nibiru observation video, uh, I got a notice that my channel was demonetized, even though I had no strikes, no copyright complaints, nothing. They demonetized me because I was reusing the video from the observer. Yeah. Who had given uh-huh. me permission to use it. And when I posted an article on my site saying that I had been suppressed, they came in, hacked me, and they did so much damage to the site, I actually had to pay uh, my hosting company to go in there and just, you know, reload a lot of stuff so it was clean. And uh, it took three days to clean up the mess. So, yeah, uh, there, there's a huge amount of suppression. And I can understand why they demonetized my video. And I can understand why they attacked me for publishing that I'd been demonetized. And here it is. This year, we're going to start seeing a lot more of these at-altitude observations. And these are things people are not going to be able to blow off with nonsense because these are passengers. They are looking out the window of the airplane, and they see two suns in the sky. That's what happens to these guys. Oh, yes. They look out the window. We're going to have more of that. I'm already starting to see more of them. Uh, And... We're going to have a lot more as it comes along. So uh, I think that this year is a year for people to really stop and think about preparedness and take it seriously. And uh, one of the things I did uh, last year was I announced to my readers that I was changing direction in a sense. Uh, for years, I've always been doing what I call validation publishing which was providing information and knowledge and proof for people who are trying to get to it. Well, there's tons of that already now. Now, For a long time, I was just kind of like one of the few tent posts in the topic. Well, now there's a whole peanut gallery of these jokers. Oh, yeah. A lot of people uh, went to this subject, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's there's some of them that are doing top drawer work. And then there's the fear porn mongers who are looking for AdSense revenue. And the funny thing is the fear porn mongers, they never bother with them. They give them wonderful stats. They make all kinds of money. You know, it, it always is. I get demonetized because I use their videos. I've had these jokers steal my videos and then degrade the quality of them, repost them, monetize them with AdSense. And when I have complained to YouTube about it, YouTube is like, so what? Yeah, basically. And they let it go. Yeah, there's a lot Uh, of channels out there with questionable material that are monetized. It's very unusual, but um, I guess YouTube has their own standards. Well, YouTube is doing what they're told to do. That too. That's the bottom line. And uh, 
the um I just I see all these difficulties, I see what's happening. Um uh, and but right now I really want to focus on preparedness. What do people need to be doing? And so that's the reason why I worked with Dwayne Brayton and we wrote Radio Free Earth. Right. This is my latest book. And Radio Free Earth is about, you know, our, we just, uh, today we, we put up our mission statement and essentially it's just helping people to use amateur and consumer two-way radios to survive through disaster and to thrive afterwards. And that's been the message, which is a positive and upbeat message. But people hear that and they really kind of, well, it's a hobbyist thing. It's a geeky thing. Cabbies use two-way radios and cops and these, these, these old guys that just like to play with this crazy stuff use it. And so what is it to me? I got a smartphone. I can do anything in the world. All right. Well, let's talk about your smartphone. There's something called a failure cycle. When one of the things that on my site, RadioFreeEarth.org, if you go to RadioFreeEarth.org, I have just finished putting up one hour and 40 minutes of free video instruction that tells you what's at stake, how people and radios are going to work together in a disaster, and where to get started for the least amount of money. Right, and that pole shift is that pole shift is coming, folks. The pull shift is coming. Now, that and that information is there, and I'm encouraging all your listeners, go to RadioFreeEarth.org and watch the videos and make an informed decision. I'm not asking you to buy anything. I don't even want your email address. Come watch at your own pace. Do it anonymously. Why? Why? Now I'm going to give you the real reason because, you know, telling people the nice stuff didn't work. So here's the real reason. In a post-disaster world, predators and tyrants will have very good two-way communication equipment. They will understand the advantage. They will have two-way radios. And for people that are going, oh, that's geeky, and I don't know, I'm smartphone, and yin, 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 yin. What are you going to have? Tom-toms? Red bandanas? Send up a balloon against people who've got two-way communications? These people... What folks have to understand is a global disaster is going to be a feeding frenzy for predators and tyrants. And if you don't have the ability to organize with others, do your own reconnaissance and surveillance and stay ahead of things, they're going to be doing it. They're going to have long-range, heavy-duty binoculars and two-way radios and whatnot, and they'll be watching you and they'll take their time. Evil is patient. And then they're going to strike when they want. And when they strike, they're going to take what they want, rape whoever they want to rape, torture whoever they want to torture, and kill whoever they want to kill. And if you're listening to this today and you're going, well, I don't know if radio is my cup of tea and I'm going to wait and see. When your loved ones are being raped, mutilated, tortured, and butchered, you can tell them, hey, I didn't do anything. I'm sorry. Bad call. I'll try to do better next time. Is there going to be a next time? No. But why not keep the charade going right to the bitter end? So for you out there listening, there is so much. We just published an article, 20, the title is Science 31. 2018 was the worst ever in terms of 
fireballs that have been observed and earthquakes of all magnitudes, which is our empirical data sets, 2018 was the worst year in all recorded history. All recorded history. Yes, it was a very bad year. And before uh, we venture off into that, there was another gentleman in the chat room who wanted me to ask you, what are the best times to see this quote unquote theoretical planet just before sunrise? He says this theoretical planet. That's what he wrote. Yes. Well, he can theoretically not waste his time. All right. I already told you earlier, dawn, dusk. But when I hear somebody say, theoretically. Yes, there's lots of people. Yes. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I want to dabble with this. I want to dabble. I don't have time for dabblers. Right. Lot, lots of individuals out there. I'm sorry to insult your very listeners. Skeptical, some individuals. This, this skeptical stuff is all, you know, this is the standard. Nothing to see here. Whatever. I have a video. I put it up in 2013, I believe, called Planet X. 101, who, what, why, where, and how. It explains the entire history of Planet X and where the search for this planet began with European astronomers after the discovery of planet Uranus, which was the first planet to be discovered with a telescope. And now that I have you a little bit fired up, Marshall, I think this would be a great time uh, to tell you a little bit more of about once I did announce your arrival like like always, Marshall, you're going to have people that are very excited, uh, very skeptical, of course, and some folks will take it to the next level and send me all these notes. And one individual out there, he did want me to ask you about the Cobran Bible. Uh, there, he brought this to my attention. There is this website called uh, something like Mormon Uni- Universalism or something like that, where, where they mention you, Marshall. Mormon universalism? Something of that nature. I'm not quite sure what what the website was. I don't I don't have it anymore. I don't know about that. Yeah, it was basically what they were saying was that you basically fabricated the Cobran Bible. I'm gonna have to send you a link to that. No, because it's a disinformation. Okay, it's, it's a Mormon the reformation. Bible is the size of the Holy Bible. It's the size of the King James Bible. Bible. It's a Mormon reformation website, by the way. Mormon reformation. Well, I, yeah, they're gonna, it's not gonna jive with their philosophy of history, so they're gonna smear me. I had no idea that you were gonna pop up on some Mormon website, though, Marshall. That's Neither did I. pretty unusual, right? I don't know what's unusual anymore. <laughs> I mean, sometimes my name pops up in weird places as well, but not, not on a Mormon website. That's why I'm like, my god, Marshall. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand it. I mean, but also the Mormons, I'm kind of, it was always, you know, what do you, the Mormons were what, totally what, into preparation and preparedness. Hmm. And uh they were always telling people you got to have, a, you know, all this supplies and you have to be ready for this and ready for that. And they seem to be backpedaling from that now. Um But on this, they're going to, they're going to attack it. For example, uh, and this is when you have research that's happening. Now, the Colburn Bible actually was something that was in the history of it. The first part was penned by the Egyptians around the time uh, that the five books of Moses were being penned. And the other half of it was 
in uh, about the time that the New Testament was being written, and that was being written uh, by the Celts. Uh, the book is a phenomenal source for information on the Colburn Bible. I mean, anybody who said that I wrote it has got to be secretly retarded. You got to read the book. Well, these folks read sure the did. Book and you're going to understand whoever said this is secretly retarded. That's a Mormon reformation, by the way. Uh, Mormon retarded. I don't care. It's retarded. I don't disagree Whoever with you said on that. I've never even looked at a Colburn. It's a very strange religion or cult, rather. Well, you know, that's each to his own. I agree. Each to his own. I mean, yeah, I, I live in the West, grew up with Mormons. I never had a problem with them. Oh, they're good people. But sometimes, yeah. you know, their views clash with others and, you know, how it goes. That's, that's the way life works. Yeah. But I grew up in Arizona. Oh, did you cut off there? Oh, we might have lost Marshall. Marshall, are you live? Not hearing audio. We might have lost Marshall here, folks. Very interesting. Let, let's see what happens here. If I hang up and try to get a hold of Marshall Masters here. Oh, and he cut off. Caw dropped, it says. Let, let's bring him back on. Be patient with me, folks. We are ringing Marshall Masters back up now. Ring, ring, ring. No answer. Did we trigger him, folks? Uh-oh, right to voicemail. That's not a good sign. Not a very good sign at all. I guess you just had to bring up Mormonism. And then everything went bad there. Oh, now he's calling back. Marshall. Are you there? I'm alive. I thought you might have uh, been abducted by the Mormons. Well, no. You just, uh, well, this happens all the time. When I touch on something that's delicate, interviews get hacked. Well, that, Sorry yeah. about that. We, we've had issues before in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. So, huh? It happens. Yeah. It's the life we chose. You know, it just comes with the turf. Understood. So I just did, I, I just wanted you to be aware that... There is another website going after you up at there, Marshall. Uh, the usual. You know, I just, people who, who are, they take cheap shots at other people. I mean, we just live in a time when this is the norm. I mean, I even see it with year in the eighties when I was a science feature producer at CNN. It was one of the most phenomenal times of my life this is when ted turner was running it right and it was a lean mean news machine and oh my god it was it was just magnificent and today i can't i can't watch it it's like a perverted sequel to invasion of the body snatchers uh, you know when i was at cnn you had to have two sources who'd have thunk it uh, today, you know, your two sources are you invent an anonymous source and then you say you believe your anonymous source and there's your two sources. And so that's what the media has become. And it's, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah, but on the other hand, I think, thank God that, uh, there's people like you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, there's not, there's not that many people like myself, Marshall. I am a part of a very small demographic while the rest of the nation, the mainstream, those who are completely consumed by this, they walk around like a deer in headlights. I say this all the time, but it's very true. And that's what we see, uh, the general population. It, I find it kind of amusing. 
well, not totally amusing, but I see this sort of intimidation in terms of subjects like science, for instance. Mm-hmm. For example, for an example, you could just ask someone walking by in the street if they understand what hydrogen sulfide is, and they'll think you are asking about hydrogen uh, peroxide. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it hurt anyone's feelings. I, I just think uh, this great display of ignorance on various subjects, it's it's, it's out there. It's consumed well, everybody. Yeah, I mean, these are the people that haven't been hurt by globalism. Uh, the people who have been hurt by globalism, the people who have, well, I, let me share with you an experience I had that really Go ahead, Marshall. frames it. Because the people who love Trump, are those that are opposed to them hate them and they don't understand them. All right. And here's a, when I was living in Brookdale, California, there was a redwood grove I used to love to go to, old growth redwood grove. And there was this one fellow, I would go the same time of day and this other guy would go the same time of day and he'd like to run around. It was a one mile track, one kilometer, excuse me. And, uh, he was, I remember one day he was running and I never saw a man that was so sad in my life. I mean, it was just somebody shot his dog or something. And <laughs> poor man, you know, we, we had talked from time to time, excuse me. So I, you know, I motioned him over and I say, Hey, what, what's hurting you, man? Why, why are you looking so bad? Well, this was back when Carly Fiorina, who I called the wicked witch of the West, that's what I call Maxine Waters. Yeah. Yeah. They got these wicked witches, don't they? <laughs> they really do. And, uh, Hideous. Carlene Fiorina had this globalist vision for Hewlett Packard. Now, when I was in the computer business, I did a lot of work with Hewlett Packard. It has a fabulous culture there. Uh, the families that did it, they, they really felt a commitment to their employees to give them a job that they could, they knew wasn't going to be swept out from underneath. Well, Carly Fiorina had this globalist ambition, and she was closing down factories that were profitable, left and right, so that she'd get the real estate, which was worth money, for a quick cash out, and all the, the, the assembly lines were shipped overseas to China. Well, the guy that was doing this was this fellow that we're in the, in the Redwood Grove, and he's running. And he was the one that had that sad look on his face. And he explained to me it was in the Midwest. I probably think some, it was in Iowa. It was a small town, had only one manufacturing plant. It was a compact plant that made a very specific type of web server that was very popular. And these people knew that this was their only income. This was their only way to keep their town going. And the folks that lived there just put their heart and souls into it. And Hewlett Packard had immensely good profitability, but that didn't go to the, the new word narrative, um, which is just a fancy word for pack of lies. And, uh, the narrative, the globalist narrative, of course, everything's kumbaya and it's wonderful and we're all going to benefit. Well, <clears throat> his job was to go in and gut out the plant, fire the people. And this was done two weeks before Christmas. 
He came in. The first thing he did was he fired everyone in the plant, and they got two weeks termination, two weeks before Christmas Day. That's almost as bad as the uh, radio industry. They are infamous for uh, firing you on Christmas Day. Yes. Amazing. They do it. It, it, It's brutal and awful. And he was, you know, he was taking down the assembly lines and putting everything into containers. And he said it was, he had a terrible time. He said, I'm driving down the street. The police would tailgate me, intimidate me. Oh, no. I could go into a restaurant. People were spitting in my food. Oh, my goodness. And I said, don't you understand what you were doing to them? And he said, well, I'm just doing my job. I said, are you very well paid for your job? He says, yes. I said, do you realize that that was their livelihood and that you've destroyed Carly Fairy Fiorina and you are her little evil minion from their point of view and you're the one destroying their town? I said, do you understand that? And he, you know, and he said, yeah. And he said, I, I don't know what to do. And I said, have you thought about a new line of work? And I never saw him again. Now, that's globalism. That's what globalism was. You had people that their lives were being destroyed. So what's left after the factory goes? Your kids join the military and come home, you know, uh, with prosthetics, and you spend the rest of your life helping them to get by? That's globalism. I agree. And, and so all of mm-hmm. these people, for a generation, for a generation, have been abused most grievously, most grievously. Nobody cared because everybody's busy having a globalist heyday. Until it's too late. And now these people who've been taking it in the shorts, you know, they you can say, oh, you go to Walmart, you stink. They don't care. You can go, they're ignoramuses, they're subhuman. They don't care. You know, it is. They just are these the people that are doing it, whether it's here, Brexit or it's Yellow Jackets. These are people who they're the folks who keep on a coming. Yeah, they're in tuned. No doubt. They're in tuned. And it's and and I'm just so excited to be alive to see this and how powerful and how hopeful it is. Oh, yes. And how wonderful it is. Yeah. And as far as it goes for the ones that are saying they're all kinds of subhuman or whatever, that's what the Nazis said about the Jews before they put them in the ovens. They were subhuman. Okay. So, you know, no, no different than hearing politicians go, Oh, they're these smelly people that shop at Walmart. You know, that's insulting. That's insulting. These are good people. These are good people and they've taken Decades of abuse, and now they're mad as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore, and their resolve is quiet. It is firm. It's like I see on the left, rage, scream, universal talking points, all of this stuff, and on the other side, bring it on. Bring it on. And it just flows around them. It's amazing to watch. Who's got the chi? Who's got the life force energy? Who's got the light of God's love? It's the people who are standing up for their freedom, not the ones who are denigrating. Yes, uh, 32,000 people have turned out in the yellow vest demonstrations across France. 
It's a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. And the mainstream media is not talking about this at all. No, because the mainstream media is a propaganda mill. I look at CNN, it makes me want to projectile vomit. <laughs> I don't blame you. CNN has degraded itself time and time again, but they are occasionally entertaining uh, late at night if you want a good laugh. I don't even, I can't, you know, I mean, I worked with them. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's true. You were actually I was there. a science feature producer. Yeah. Belly of the Remember Beast. Remember in the early days when CNN, you know, used to see the newsroom? Oh, yes. Remember that? I do. Great You don't shot. see that newsroom anymore. Not at you all. You know why? They don't do original reporting. I was going to say, they because there is no news. They don't do anything investigative. These are just teleprompter readers. And whatever it is, they whip up their emotion, whatever sells to market. It's all propaganda. CNN is a propaganda mill. All right. But I mean, I'm equally disappointed with everything. That's like, there's only one network to me that is actually trying to do real journalism. It's OAN, One American Network. It's the only one I've seen that's actually trying to, that's old school. Who'd have thunk it? Well, there really isn't too many media sources that you can actually think they're trying to get the truth across. Everything is delivered with some sort of agenda. Well, look at, it's called concentration. Okay. Pre-programming as well. Huh? I was just going to say pre-programming as well. Yeah. Well, the concentration is what happened was there was a time in America when you could only control a few media outlets. All right. And this was years, decades of legislation or rules that had been put in place by the Federal Communications Commission. People think it's, you know, the the Supreme Court is the big bada bing. Hell no. The FCC is the big bada bing. Nobody can destroy the First Amendment faster than the FCC because we're an electronic world, and that's what the FCC is doing. Yeah, that's the scary part. They have destroyed. They destroyed the radio industry. They destroyed the radio industry. When the And, you know, think about this. The first appointment a president makes is the FCC chairman. It was the first thing when Bush came in, all right, W, he came in, first thing, boom, put in a new FCC chairman. And that's where the whole thing that the Republicans wanted to be able to take all this anti-concentration rulings that had been in the FCC that gave us right of reply. Remember that? Used to, if you were a radio station and you were going to give airtime to a one, the, you know, member of one party that was running, you had to give an equal amount of time to the other. There were a lot of rules in place that kept it a level playing field. It was the Republican Party that dismantled that entire series of protection, period. It was the Democrats who profited from it because here's where their constituencies are different. The Republicans are sucking up to the internet the, you know, the, the internet companies that are providing the service. The Democrats suck up to the companies that are providing the content. That's why they control Facebook. All right. What you have is when Trump came in, the first thing he did, appointed an FCC chairman. And what did he do? He eliminated net neutrality. That was his first job. Number one, get rid of net neutrality. What happened was the minute he got rid of net neutrality, the message went out to the content side, there was no longer a check and balance. As long as the service providers had to have 
uh, a level playing field with net neutrality, it was incumbent upon content developers to allow us to have the same situation. There was somewhat of a level playing field. And what happened is once that that whole premise of net neutrality, a level playing field, was shattered, it was not only shattered for the service providers who could now profit from it and create a, a tiered and multi-lane Internet that's going to look more like, you know, a cable TV package for Spectrum. Uh, what you have is that the Democrats have profited from this and they've taken control of content. Meanwhile, there is concentration. What is concentration? When I was with CNN in the 80s, late 80s, there were they were really competing against approximately 50 major outlets. And that was the reason why there was good reporting. Man, there was fantastic reporting. There was competition. But the Republican Party got rid of the competition. They allowed for concentration. That's the reason why you hear Sean Hannity, you can drive across the country, ask truck drivers, and you can just keep tuning in from one station to the next across the country. That's the reason why you hear Sean Hannity. And that's why the radio industry is in such a state it's in now, because things yeah. like that. It's terrible radio. Why, why would you want to listen to that? First of it's, all. Yeah, it, it's awful. It and, is awful. Uh, the, what happens was once the concentration was eliminated, all right, where concentration now, the anti-concentration rulings were destroyed by the Republican parties for the profit of the Democrat party, all right? So, I mean, they're all in bed. This is all incestuous. What they would do is go into a market and they would pick out a station that they wanted to acquire and they would go to the owner and they would say, here's the deal, carrot or stick. You sell to us for more than your station is worth and you can retire in the Bahamas or we're going to destroy your business and you're going to be in bankruptcy. Take your choice. So the owners would sell out. So what happens is the minute you got these guys, these large media corporations that own hundreds, if not thousands of stations, what do they do? They go into the station and the very first thing they do is they put a black box in the head end, head end so that they can have from their primary studio, wherever it is in New York or Washington or Los Angeles, that's going to have the broadcast across the country. That black box goes into the head end. And once they had that, they could go to their standardized programming. The next thing they did was they would keep a couple of people in the news department and fire everybody else. You may not remember, but I remember a time when there were a lot of radio stations and a lot of television stations and local markets that were actually so good at what they did, they were doing international reporting. You'd have, you know, like stations in New York or Chicago, and they were sending correspondents overseas to cover stories. That was how competitive news was. Not anymore. Not you have just a couple it. of people who can report car accidents and the weather, and that's it. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, radio that's, and TV that's have... That's the way it worked out. Yeah, radio and television have fallen so badly in the last uh -huh. 10 years, I would say. Maybe even, yeah. e maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at the fourth estate, and um, it's got a... The fourth estate is about as ethical as a porta potty. 
<laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. So you don't really watch too many media outlets then on television. No. And, uh, you know, and, I mean, it's, yeah. um, I watch movies if I turn on, you know, Mostly movies, I'll watch okay. HBO, <laughs> but if I want news, I get it elsewhere. You might just have to stick to the internet for that. Yeah. Journalism yeah. is a dirty word still in the 21st well, century. It's a sad word. It's a sad word. I was, you know, when I was at CNN and back then when there was a real fourth estate, it was just for me coming out of college with a degree in communications, you know, a decade earlier. So it was imagine like if you were working on the Apollo space program, imagine how that would have made you feel. Oh, of course. Part of going to the moon or something that important. That's what it felt like. That's it, what CNN felt like. And it, it was seemed, like, uh, it, it seems like you were just so thrilled with your position over at CNN in its uh, glory days. Mm-hmm. And I, I could tell that you really did enjoy yourself and it did affect you to a certain degree. Yeah. You, you leaving and seeing how that corporation has turned into what it has in more recent times. And I just want to quickly add that corporations have just dwarfed government. It's almost yeah. like you're not even pledging allegiance to this country more along the lines of pledging, uh, pledging allegiance to corporations. Yeah. You can't or say that specifically. You can't say pleading, that on, you can't say that on pleading, radio, by the way. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> stop and think about it. You know, before we throw the baby out with the bathwater with corporations and it's like, I remember Romney corporations are people. Well, oh my. that's the way the Supreme Court did rule it. That Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. I think he's a schmuck <laughs> because I know how he made his money. He'd go into good company where people had good jobs. He would buy them out, scrap them out, and the people who had the pensions in that company were cheated. This man stole pension money, and he's out here lecturing about morality. Mitt Romney is a schmuck. That's how I feel about um. The mayor of America, Rudy Giuliani. Really? I really do, you know, because I think of 9-11, and anytime I hear him criticizing people for being liars, I just think, Rudy, weren't you weren't, weren't you a liar at one time, too? Yeah. Well, you never know how things are going to play out these days. <laughs> Yo, you I know, mean, there's, like the old sure. thing goes, politics makes for strange bedfellows, and... uh We'll, we'll see. We're going to, I think this year, we're going to see some pretty stunning things happen. I think so too. We saw many wild things in 2018. I'm glad you said that. We, we saw the earthquakes, the, the one in Alaska as well. We saw birds dying off mysteriously. And of course, the coral reef, the coral reefs, uh, mm-hmm. just rapidly decreasing. And of course, we have the asteroids and the volcanoes and of course, the increase of UFO sightings. Yeah. All of this has been going on in 2018, so I definitely look forward to what 2019 holds in store for us. And by the way, the chat room, someone brought up the Chinese landing on the moon. That's one thing I did want your input on. Did did you see the the footage yet, Marshall, of the Chinese? Uh No, I haven't. I've been trying to keep my website working again. That's true. You've been uh, facing issues. Was attacked. So... <laughs> 
Uh, tell me about it. I'm curious. Well, some, I, I saw about the moon mm-hmm. landings. I saw that they took some pictures. Yep. Uh, but was there something really stellar that oh, came Oh, no. Through? Of course not. No, nothing like that. It was just the story of the Chinese landing on the moon. And, of course, some believe that that was CGI and we can't go to the moon. I'm not certain I, I can follow that sort of concept, but it certainly makes for a good discussion. Lots of individuals out there. They're so inclined to believe that the Chinese landed on the moon. I wonder why. Yeah, well, you know, they did it because they could. I don't know why they're doing it. Um, it's, you know, I just, I wish I had the time to spend all day dabbling, to be honest. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write books. I know you gotta, uh, you gotta do other things like uh, worry about your website. Uh, yeah. Definitely you yeah. are under attack. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, that was brutal. But I, on the other hand, I mean, I look at, uh, I think something that was mortifying for me was what happened to Alex Jones. And to be honest, I never was, I never followed Alex Jones. All right. I watched a couple of his segments from time to time. But when they, you know, this was after and I knew it. I told everybody, I said, watch what happens after Trump dismantles net neutrality. Heads are going to roll. But the wrong heads are going to roll. Sure enough. What happens to InfoWars? InfoWars. Boom. He's pulled on multiple social media platforms. Um, there's uh be- because it just it took and threw it into the hands, it was a windfall. Uh windfall doing it. Now now so I mean I look at Trump. There are things that Trump does and he does there's things he he does I don't like, and there's things he does that I do like. And for those who say Trump is an SOB, I say fine, so what? He's our SOB. <laughs> okay. Well that's true. I'm not gonna argue about that at all. He's still yeah. our president. Yeah. I never liked Obama, but that was it. He won the election. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to, but still the same. There's a lot happening. There is a lot happening. And the patriots inspire me. I'm very, very happy to see it. These are, and a lot of these people are taking terrible risks for their lives and their careers, their families, their fortunes. Oh, no kidding. You know, so... Uh, these folks, uh, I just, I just hate seeing suppression. And there's a lot of that. And speaking of suppression, yeah. do, do the elites know that Planet X is coming? Yeah, of course they do. And that's the reason why they went and hit my website and took it down because my video was too accurate. It was too good. And that was the reason why they nailed me and uh, demonetized the channel. So when, like I said, no strikes of any kind, never had a strike, never had a copyright issue, never had any issue whatsoever. But I'm demonetized because I put up a video that's a good analysis of what these guys in Russia were seeing at altitude. So that for me was, yeah, on one hand, I could sit here and go, oh, they've done this to me. They've done this. Why bother? Everybody knows this stuff goes on. Nobody wants to hear about it anymore. So I, th- much. I, I thought that was Alex Jones talking to me there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, the fact that they did that to me, all right, the fact that they hit me that hard. Right. 
after I posted an article that I said I was suppressed. That was a very my po- last article of last year. That was a very popular video that we did, the two suns in the sky. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah. Very popular. And um so moves counter moves. Yeah, this I is understand. the life we chose. So let's not complain about it. Let's look at it from a useful standpoint. The fact that I got suppressed that way is a very clear message to me. We're going to see a lot more at altitude observation videos on YouTube this year. I hope so. I want to see more. And the question still remains, when is this going to happen? That, that's the, the question that just, it never stops. People want to see this themselves. They want to know what time it's going to appear in the sky for them. So, so much mm-hmm. to uh, consider before you actually see this object yourself in terms of yeah. the current environment and location yeah. that you're in. That, that counts. And what the people don't understand is they're saying, well, I want to wait and see. You know, it's the classic line. Show me a smoking gun. And anyone will tell you smoking guns are always found next to a smoking body. And they, a lot of, you know, folks just say, well, wait and see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Right. And then think about it. You know, like I I try and tell people with Radio Free Earth, if you have this communications capability, you've got a huge advantage, huge advantage. Now, what do you want to do something about it? When all of a sudden there's enough, there's there's a some kind of major event that wakes people up like 2012 did. And next thing you know, there's a run on the stores. It's Black Friday. Today you can get the stuff for really cheap compared to then. If you can find it, you're going to pay blood for it. And then you got to figure out and learn how to use it. So you're totally at a disadvantage because you were going, well, let's wait and see. That's the sensible thing to do. Yes, everybody just wants to wait until That's disaster it. is around the corner. That's it. They want to wait. And it's like, and and if you want to wait, that's that's what you want to do. I only have one piece of advice to you. When things go sideways, keep your mouth shut. Don't tell others that you know about all of this. The first thing they're going to say, where's your bunker? You don't have a bunker? Then they're going to go, you manifested this. You wanted this to happen and you manifested this. And if we eliminate you, we will eliminate the threat. And then you got a little old lady with a PhD who steps out from the crowd and says, hey, anybody got a rope? You know, and that's not funny. That's what it's going to be, because when people are scared, boom, logic, reason, they're gone. They're gone. You know, like Spock said, logic is tweeting birds. (laughs) You know, it's good. Oh, yeah. And another thing that a lot of people have not taken for consideration is uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Well, we're watching Yellowstone. My big concerns right now are Krakatoa and Etna. But I will tell you, the interesting thing is the, from a harbinger standpoint, in other mm-hmm. words, you know, when's yeah. the, when this event happens, then you know, boom, we're in the timeline of disaster. Um, and many of the psychics I have spoken with over the years always are consistent. They always say, we're going to know we're in deep kimchi when Vesuvius blows. Well, the Earth's north magnetic pole that is rapidly migrating towards Siberia mm-hmm. definitely does trouble me. It makes me think that yeah. a lot of what we are talking about is 
very accurate to some degree, Marshall. It is. Not a lot. And there's other things. What disturbs me is. Go ahead. Over half of the coral reefs in the planet are dead. Yeah. That's another strange. And they're saying by in 10 years, there'll only be 5% of the corals left. And the corals are the fisheries. The corals provide the fisheries that provide protein for 30% of the world's population. Yeah, not to mention that the uh, carbon dioxide emissions will hit a record high Mm -hmm. as they did this year. Mm -hmm. Not to mention 2019. We're still very much early in, but I expect that number to continue to soar. Mm -hmm. And it's troubling because anytime we talk about climate change and the environment, there's always those individuals out there who are so, so opposed to this. They don't believe any of this. They think it's all lies. They, 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 they just don't want to believe it, Marshall. It's very strange. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if it's because they watch the mainstream media and they see these people in suits, these anchors that are talking about it when they have no idea what they're talking about. They're just reading off a teleprompter. Right. You know, I rather believe the scientists than the talking heads. Just my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it was like that Jim Acosta video when he went down to the border. Oh, God, yes. And I'm, and he's going, see, I'm here next to the wall, and it's quiet. You know, it's funny, it's, it's funny you I, bring Honest up, to God, I laughed so hard, I thought I'd fall out of my chair. <laughs> it's funny. I'm going, excuse me, you just made Trump's case, you know. And then, of course, then comes the tweets. <laughs> right. It's funny you mentioned the wall because I had put up a picture on my on my personal Twitter page of some mm-hmm. individuals climbing over the wall over mm-hmm. on, I think it's Calexico is where I was given the photo. Someone was actually crossing the border and they saw these uh, cartel members actually jumping uh, the border there. And they only took 30 seconds to cross what I believe might have been black tar heroin or maybe meth. Jeez. And it only takes 30 seconds, Marshall, to get that over. And they did this in yeah. broad daylight. If anybody's curious, go to Twitter.com uh, at Michael Deacon, and you can see that photograph. Mm. Yeah, a friend of mine sent that to me, and he wanted me to post that up there. And I thought, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do that, but I can't just go along with the whole song and dance and not tell any everyone out there that I do live in a border town, and the issue with cartel members and human trafficking and, and the drugs and all that sort of thing, it does impact everyone out here. Yeah. And it's hard to get a straight story on it when everything's being skewed. Sure. And you don't know. But people in law enforcement, they know. And, uh, you know, everybody says all this stuff is, you know, the alliance and so forth is all a hoax and all of that. Well, how come you see lapels? Pins, badges, flags, and who's who's got it? Troops, law enforcement, people who strap it on every day and put their lives on the line so that we can sleep safe, or at least hope to sleep safe. These are the people that they know it's not a hoax. They know the real drill. They know the real deal. Trust me, they do. And uh, they are completely in support of what is going on right now. And I'm I'm really pleased. I mean, look what's in France. They, the French government, their own police are 
wanting to they want to protest know, sympathetic to the protesters I, and i can't believe it's the french people again of all people marshall they're the ones who are showing the rest of the world how to do it yeah my god yeah who would have thought this time we can <laughs> skip the guillotines <laughs> right right so marshall but, we are we are coming to a close very soon here but there's mm-hmm. there's still so much to discuss with you but Again, I, I do want to continue the conversation with you just to, just for a few more minutes, Marshall. I don't want to sure. cut you loose yet. Sure. I always enjoy being on with you. Clockwise, Marshall. It's always a great honor and, and privilege to discuss all these things with you because I know you are completely interested in all sorts of different facets. Uh, yeah. Including, you know, like the afterlife and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You're very much open to all these sort of subjects, which I appreciate. Uh, tremendously. And I, I do want to go back in time to when you were working for CNN. Did you ever imagine yourself talking about Planet X and all these other subjects that we went into here tonight? Crazy, right? You know, I never, never could have imagined it. Uh, but let, let me tell you that this is interesting. You could bring it up. When I was at CNN, and you're, I was a field producer and I, I was covering all the universities in Texas and the holy grail for me, you know, <laughs> the story I really wanted was Big Bang because that was what, uh, astronomy then was all about Big Bang the and it was getting bang. all the money. That's what you were right. really into then. I was really into that. Ah. I was really into Big Bang. I mean, you know, back in the eighties and, uh, when a fellow by the name of Steve Russell, First came to me, uh, and this was, I think, back in 2003. We were, he was in my study group. We were the ones doing the original Planet X work. We were all from Mensa, which is a society for people with genius IQs and social disability. And the, we were, <laughs> we were having a good time analyzing all this. And finally, you know, he says, I want you to read this book. I got, it's called, it just came out. It was just disclosed by the, the this group in England that uh, were the caretakers of it. It's called the Colburn, and I want you to read it. Now, at the time, I was I had no interest in anything other than science. It was this, I was Sergeant Friday, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. And so he goes, I want you to read the Colburn. I said, Oh no, don't do this to me. It's like what? I mean, it's going to be about the hoochie coochie princess <laughs> shoots the arrow in the air. But by the way, Marshall, that guy comes Mar- falling down. Marshall, were you said, were you religious at this time? No. Okay. Absolutely you, okay. not. I found God through the work. Oh. And okay. um. This work brings you to God, you know, I'm telling you, it's the only way you find peace with it. So he's telling me, you know, I'm telling him the hoochie coochie princess and I'm being a jerk, to be honest. And he just says, Marshall, shut up and read it. Me? Shut up? Moi? You say this to moi? You know, and it was like a <laughs> challenge. It's like, that's it. Yes. I'm going to, okay, send me this fakakata book. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to slam dunk it. I get it. I'm one and a half pages into the book and I'm absolutely blown away because the ancient Egyptians described the Big Bang and they understood the whole thing of the Big Bang was, you know, I mean, millions, millions, maybe billions of dollars on this. And it was, they had a simple question. Does the universe continue to expand forever? 
Or does it eventually gravity take hold and we shrink back into another singularity and the process begins again? It was like, you know, putting Peggy Lee's things, is that all there is on continuous loop? So I'm looking at this. This is the whole thing that they're doing. I'm reading in the Colburn and the ancient Egyptians 3,600 years ago go, it's just going to keep spreading out. They had the answer. They had the answer. We could have saved hundreds of millions of dollars in astronomy if we'd have just read the Colburn. The ancient Egyptians had the answer. The question is, is where did they get that from? You know, makes you think. Well, the thing about the Colburn is that it is the best documented account of a flyby, which was Exodus. And the Egyptian account of Exodus in the Colburn is man on the street. It is very direct. You read it. There is no question about what's going on. And what the ancient Egyptians tell us about this is that when we all do finally see it, we're going to feel fear like we never could have imagined. And what happened to them was that men became impotent and women became infertile. They were that affected. Now, think about this. The average age back then was, you know, people didn't live past their 30s. Not, yeah. So most of the people were teenagers. Have you ever found something that could scare sex out of a teenager? Not, not at all. Absolutely. But Planet X will. And the way they, you know, and then also there's a wonderful, there's a little book uh, that I publish, uh, Planet X and the Colburn Bible Connection. It's a one day read. I call it a cup of tea book. So by the way, the, what it does is it connects up the Holy Bible to the Colburn yes. Bible and other religious texts. And when you see it, it all comes together like Legos. So when you see it, actually, you get to realize right. that the actual Holy Bible is a preparatory for what's coming, Planet X. I was just going to quickly mention, so you believe the Sumerians had it right? Mm-hmm. Understood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sitchin did it right. The people that attack Sitchin's work are the same kind of yetzes that are, you know, like this religious group, okay? It's like... They have their doctrine, they have their dogma, and if you're not on lockstep with them, then you're the slime ball. Go back to your slime pool. And they're going to mock you, humiliate you, and everything. It's kind of like, I guess they took that out of the globalist playbook. And that's the way it is. The way it has always been. Truth is always mocked and ridiculed. But the Colburn is a phenomenal book. But you don't even have to buy the whole Colburn. Just get the... Get that little book. It's one day read all of the quotes that come out of the Colburn that are important about planet X, which call is called the destroyer. The ancient Hebrews and the ancient Egyptians both called it the destroyer. And you will see the term destroyer used in modern Bibles, depending on which variant, you know, it comes down to the uh, etymology and how they choose to translate the original texts. And as we know, there's been, Multiple extinction periods throughout mankind. Yes. We might face another one. Yeah. But, you know, there was an old gentleman, and uh, I did love him, so he's passed on a few years ago. But he said, when God, every time God destroys the planet, he leaves a few good seeds to start over with. Well, that's positive. Yeah. But doesn't help all of us. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> It really doesn't. It doesn't. By the way, Marshall, what would be the best place to be on Earth when all all these disasters happen? 
when the sea rises. Unfortunately, it won't be in El Centro where I'm at, where I'm below sea level, near the Salton Sea. I'm, I'm going to die here once that yeah, happens. Yeah, Salton Sea, you're in pretty rough territory. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like... It's death yeah. out here. Yeah, uh, it's not so good. Where do you want to be? You want to be with like-minded people who are ready to go out and make it happen. You want to be with people who are going to say, one for all and all for one. Or, where we go one, we go all. Same thing. Right. And, of course, we are coming to a close here, Marshall. I did want to ask you one more thing. Sure. Since you're a movie guy, what was exactly the, the last film you saw? The last film I saw was I was watching Avatar again. People, re- people really, Avatar. yeah, people really loved Avatar. There was even some people that were getting sad at, at at one time because of the movie Avatar. They were having some sort of psychological issue. Oh, I find Avatar to be inspiring. It was a beautiful movie. I was hoping they'd do the sequels, and I guess the movie was so inspiring, the elites wouldn't let them, you know, do it's it great, again. It was a great movie. I mean, there's manipulation. I'll give you an example of that. Remember the movie 2012? How can I forget? You know, when they tell you it's okay, that's when you run, I think. <laughs> right. Um, the I'll give you an ins- interesting insight that people don't see what uh, happens in my world that you guys don't see. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Um, when I came out with uh, my Planet X book in 2007, and uh, we had we licensed several ad- uh, created different language licenses. We had publishers in Italy, Japan, uh, Germany, Holland, uh, and we had, when we brought the book out, uh, we got an offer from the second largest publisher in Japan wanting the, uh, in, the Japanese language translation rights. And I mean, when I saw the offer, I was, yeah. <laughs> You know, boom, I'll take it. And I found out later that this publisher had been working with Sony. They were the ones that did the film. And they understood how the original version of 2012 was going to play when it was first done. Uh, the movie was scheduled to come out. It was a summer blockbuster. It was scheduled to come out as a blockbuster. And then they canceled that, and it came out in, like, uh, the winter during, you know, like around November when it's the art films, you know, like ah yes, mod stuff like that. This is not when you come out with a blockbuster, right? And Marshall, by the way, there is oh. another soul here who I think might have a question for you. Star, go ahead. Did you did you have a question for Mister Masters here? Uh yes. I well, it was just about Avatar. Oh, go when, ahead. Uh, yeah, just n- mentioned that, and I'm wondering. Uh, you've seen the movie. I happened to purchase the uh, DVD, uh, the whole set, and there well, on one of the uh, discs there is his uh, trip to the Amazon, where uh-huh. he did research and everything for the movie for the um, oh my god, um, um, what are they called? The the Avatarians? No, right. uh, I can't say the name anyway. And he, a lot of his background and everything is from the jungle, but also following up on that, there uh, was communication with other tribes there who had contact, but there are still tribes that have not contact. And it is, I forgot which government, but now they're 
is a law that in certain areas where there are uncontacted tribes, it's almost like a, a sanctuary for them, for the white, or not whites, what am I saying? Slap my face. For um, civilized people, so mm-hmm. to speak, to uh, not go into the territory, not expose themselves to these uncontacted tribes. And that that is a conundrum. That's pretty wild, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. You know, if, by the way, you were talking about the Navi. Navi, thank you very That's much. That's right. And there, and here's an interesting thing. In the original 2012 movie, the premise was not solar. The premise was Planet X. That was the reason why I got such a phenomenal licensing deal was that I had a book on Planet X and 2012 was a Planet X movie. But what happened was the elites came in when they got wind of it and they said, you cannot do it on Planet X. So when you, you know, when you've watched uh, 2012, you know, the beginning's a little herky jerky. It's kind of like thrown together. And oh, that's true. I saw it in the movie theaters because they they had to patch this and do some shooting. But in the original theatrical release, there was a two second. The director left it in was a two second shot of Planet X that he had from the first version of the film. Well, that is included in the set I bought. So really, yes, there Hmm. there is the the editor's cut. And then there's the cut that was seen in the movie. There's a eight minute extension and a sixteen minute extension. I didn't even and know that. Sixteen starts out when what's his, the the Avatar guy starts mm-hmm. out after he gotten back and he was a disabled veteran. He uh, both of his legs were disabled. He was in a wheelchair. He was paralyzed. And that's where it started. But I I'd like to know where what part of the movie uh, it shows Planet X. That was in the movie 2012, not in oh, Avatar. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. So we've been talking about two different movies. Oh. You know, but I think the thing about Avatar was we were the bad guys. Yes, yes, especially with the the industry mm-hmm. ripping everything up, and just uh, of course uh, the scientist, teacher, doctor. Of course, she gets offed. <laughs> yeah. For wanting to do the right thing, and they wouldn't let her because of the big bucks. But I right. love the ending where they kind of shoot, go away now, be gone, you're assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. And then he goes through the eye of Ewa and uh, Ewa, and uh, then uh, he no longer needs. Uh, he, you know, he's completely integrated with his avatar body. Exactly. And, uh, and it if was you just think about it. Isn't Aren't our bodies kind of like the avatar for our spirit? Excellent analysis. Excellent analysis. You know, I think of, you know, what really brings you to this, because I did a lot of research on near-death experiences, shared-death experience, and out-of-body experience. And because I'm going, well, what's really going to happen when, you know, for example, in my book, Radio Free Earth, we explain how the government tells us that when the electrical grid fails, nine out of ten Americans are going to die from that one causality. And so... Not knowing what to do. They're, they're going to panic. Oh, yes. Well, technology you know, will fail. Technology will fail. But here's what I see happening and the reason why I do see a possible for a hopeful future is that... <clears throat> 
And over the years, I've interviewed many doctors and read a lot of books about this who have had patients that have had near-death experiences and come back. And there's a type of near-death, shared death, or out-of-body experience. There's a classification that's important, profound. What is a profound experience is you cross the veil and you see yourself as an eternal being. And then you understand right there and then reincarnation is the natural order of things. And I and, think, oh, I'm sorry, ahead, I'm just go going to do a, a little snark. And it's like, I don't want to spend, uh, spent my incarnation lives in, uh, there's the, the praising people to be uh, defrosted after they found a cure for stuff or uh, implanting their minds and memories into uh, uh, an AI, uh, transhuman. No, I don't want to be a mechanical body, and I don't want to keep this body. I want to trade it in on a new one. When I'm out of here, I want a brand new one. Yeah. It's like going to a used car lot. No, I don't want used. I want, I want a brand new one. Here, I'll turn hey. in the old one. I won't get my deposit back, but that's okay. I still want a new one. Hey, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Except you got it right, sister. Oh, thank you. Guys. And, you know, you really do. I mean, it's and that's the same thing. I want to reincarnate. I don't want to reincarnate in a slave world. I want to reincarnate in a Star Trek future. Sure. And see, here's the thing in, you know, I'm working on my next book, which is going to be called Perpetual Genesis. And I have to say, what is the event that is going to change everything? All right. Well, when you have nine out of ten people dying around you, you're touched by death in every way imaginable. And people are going to have these profound experiences. They're going to see themselves as eternal beings. When that happens, you know, you come back profoundly changed. Acquisition is no longer the driving force of your life. It's harmony. Exactly. And people who've had NDEs want to do something. For example, uh, our article on the site by J.P. Jones, uh, signs 31, and, and J.P. got it dead on the money. And he's been doing this work. He's a very successful gentleman in his own right, but he had a heart attack. He was out of body, and he was sitting there watching the, uh, you know, watching them work on him and, res- you know, uh, reception. And he actually told him what they were saying, which blew him away. That's amazing. And he said that changed his whole life, and he wanted to do something meaningful and significant. So we're going to have so much death around us. Those of us who do survive are going to be profoundly different. That's we're going, not going partially to partially be due to um, we baby boomers. Because right now, since there was the baby boom in the late 40s and 50s, and now... We're getting to the uh, sign-out age, graduation time, if you will, mm-hmm. and there are going to be as many dying as there were born and increased the population, and there hasn't been a baby boom since the late 40s and 50s. Hold on one so, moment here, by the way, Star. There is another voice that has presented themselves. Let, let's let's uh, invite oh. them in really quickly here, Star. Hold that thought. Oh, right. Caller, what's going on? Are you there? Are you alive? Talk to me. Yes, caller, go ahead. I'm not hearing them. I'm not hearing them either. And they're here, they're live. I'm not sure what's going on. 
Okay, Mike, you know what? We're gonna I'm going to hop off. I've been on for a bit, and I just want to hear uh, Marshall finish up on what he was telling me. But I'm going to no hop worries. off, and maybe the other caller can get in. Well, they, they're gone now, but oh. I do thank you for jumping well, in here. Yeah, it's um, when when people who have had near-death, shared death, and out-of-body experiences, and it's profound, they've seen them, they want to come back and they want to do something good. They want to leave this world better than they found it. And so that, to me, has always been something that could give me hope that there would be an enlightened future, that we're not going to wind up in some Mad Max world with tyrants enslaving us. And that has always been an endearing thing that has given me strength to do my work. Right. But now I'm seeing this global freedom movement, this avant sociologique. I probably butchered the French, but um, (laughs) it's happening and I'm seeing all of it and it stuns me. I don't think there's anything more magnificent than a human being standing up and say, I demand my freedom. There's nothing more magnificent. Nothing. I agree. Once again, Marshall, I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program yet again. You always do a fantastic job once I bring you on board here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I always enjoy it with you. Yeah, it's a great time each time. And the the listeners truly appreciate it as much as I do. So once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. And Marshall, go ahead and plug anything you'd like before we let you leave here. Folks, go to my website, RadioFreeEarth.org. And watch, I have an hour and 40 minutes of free instruction. I'm not asking you to give me an email address, buy anything. It's going to tell you how two-way radios are going to help you save your personal freedom, how you're going to use them with others, and an inexpensive way to get started, RadioFreeEarth.org, please. Amazing. Once again, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you on the flip side, Mr. Masters. You got it. All right, my friend. Good night and take care. You too. Cheers. And there he goes, Mr. Marshall Masters, a very great guest. And now I'm looking at the clock. It is that time to go on a break. And when I return, Celebrity Death Pool revisited. Oh, yeah. It's time to do it again. It seems that many of you missed it the first time and want me to just redo it and add some names. So I figured... Sure, why not? Let's have fun again on the second half. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to see so many of you out there still. That's amazing. Here we are, boys and girls, together again like a big, happy, dysfunctional family. And by the way, I do have a special guest with me here right now. Let's bring them in. Are you there? Hello. Oh, my goodness. Hi. I'm excited to talk to you again. Hi, Michael Deacon. How's it going, (laughs) Vanessa? 
It's going good. I'm so glad you called. Yeah. I was Hi. really, I was really hoping to talk to you and I'm glad you're here. You will join me as I bring in Celebrity Deathpool 2019, the revision. Ooh, bring it. We're going to have to. It's going to be an amazing time yet again for those that missed it the first time. And I know it's kind of hacky to go over the same bit. However, there's a few additional names that we got to add to the list. And, of course, Vanessa, I would love your input. Okay, great. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Let's hit the music. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I hit the wrong button there. Isn't that lovely? I love it. Is that a love boat? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. No, that's not love boat. Beautiful. It's oh. gorgeous. I love it. Oh, here we are again, folks. Celebrity Death Pool 2019. This will be fun. Oh, yeah. And there we go. It, it dies just as quickly as it started. That's right. I love that music, by the way. So much fun. And, of course... For those that don't know, Celebrity Death Pool, do not be afraid to engage with us here. You can call that's in. Right. Yeah, that's right. You can call in or just send it in the chat room and I'll definitely try to read it. Now, I do have some top 10 picks to revise for all of you out there who missed it the first time. Okay, these are the same ones as, as last time? Yes, and then of course I will be adding the additional names. Okay, I like it. Just as a reminder. Okay. You like that? Yeah. All right. It's really good. All right. Here we go. Now, Bill Clinton, number 10. That's a pretty yeah. good pick. How do you feel about that? Do you think he might check out in 2019? Probably not. You don't think so? No. Evil takes long to die. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be around for a little while longer. Raising a few people. And no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. We might have a lawsuit on our hands. Oh, damn it. Uh, allegedly. Yes, exactly. Allegedly. Okay. Okay. Well, my God, since you said that, I, I have to open up a beer right now, right here live. You know, I was doing okay. that in, in private, but goddamn, you really, you know, you know, you make me a great kayfabe there. That means you got me out of character. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yes. So, oh, I'm hearing myself repeating. That's not good. Uh-oh, echo. And it might be gone. Oh, it's gone now. Thank, thank God. Thank the heavens. So, number nine, Kevin Spacey. Oh, oh nah. my God! No, he's n no. I mean, suicide maybe. That's okay. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he might just kill himself. Mm, maybe. I mean, he he seems a little like off. Well, he's very off. He's been into underage boys for a long time. Yeah, that's gross. We don't need people like that. He could go. <laughs> he could go. Well, we'll find out. It's still very early on in the year. We just got started, so yeah. Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> and, of course, number eight, that's Bill Cosby. Yeah, I think he's going to die. Bill Cosby, of course. That is a great pick. Of course, I've mentioned on the previous show, many think he may even go out the way Aaron Hernandez went out. Okay, so can we guess how they die? <laughs> sure. <laughs> or you is could, that too much? No, that's cool. We could, we could do that. And when I say he will go out like Aaron Her Hernandez, I don't mean he's going to acquire a boyfriend. Uh oh. And then hang himself. That, no, that's not gonna happen. Okay. But yeah, suicide. Oh, yeah. That might just happen. He might just suicide himself behind bars. I think so. I feel it. I feel good about that one. You feel good. <laughs> Positive. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm going to go with you on that one. And, of course, number seven is Pete Davidson, comedian, all-star, family darling. All of a sudden, the media loves him. Everyone is pandering for him. He's had a rocky 2018, as I said before. However, mm-hmm. you know, I might not – I think he might not even go out. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't feel strong about that one. No, he was hooking up with uh, Kate Beckinsale. She's kind of old. He and likes the milfs. Very old for him. <laughs> Yeah, but he's got to get it. He's got to get it done. I mean, she's pretty. I think she's gorgeous, even at that age. Really? Now? No, I'm just kidding. Well, not as gorgeous as you, but she's Uh, she's pretty. That's right. She's pretty hot, and she could take care of him financially. That's right. Yeah. But nowadays, sugar baby. He's a sugar baby. I I think so. But I think he might even make more money than her nowadays. You never know. Probably. He's he's killing it with that SNL money. Yeah, I don't, I mean, if he died, it would definitely be like an overdose. I just spilled some <laughs> beer on myself because I, I giggled. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was laughing. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking the 805 beer for those that were wondering. Is that an IPA? That's a Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and yeah, that's an IPA. And I'm drinking the can version for those uh, asking. Oh, well, you're... Oh, yeah. Your mic is going kind of off there, Vanessa. You mean my phone? Or your phone, rather. It was being weird. Yeah, internet, probably. Yeah, I think it's the internet. But now it, it's it's all good. So we're ready to, okay. ready to keep rolling here. And, of course, Dan Blankenship, who, of course, is from Oak Island fame. Who's that? From Oak Island, that TV show. Um. He's a, It's an older guy. The oldest oh, guy there. Okay. He's going to go away probably in 2019. That's... How I feel, but we'll see. And of course, Tina Turner. Tina Turner, I see that. Yeah, Tina Turner. I feel it, and then everybody's gonna tweet about how they loved her, and I she's know. their favorite. And she's gonna. And make, they ne- had never mentioned her ever. And she's gonna make so much money, and all the artists out there, they're gonna say how she influenced their career, and yada yada yada. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I feel strong about that one. Isn't that the most pretentious thing? Anytime someone passes away, there's always that. That person saying, "Oh, they helped. They they helped my career. They did yeah, this. They, they did never that." Yeah, they mentioned them before. Yeah, and they never talked about them. And then, of course, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to when Hanson dies. I'm looking forward that, to when all the other musicians come out and say, "Oh yeah, Hanson. I love them." Okay, number one, Hanson is not a bad band. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> and the only reason why you, you like them is because of their love story. Yeah, I really like, I like the love story. I mean, it's, it's really it's, nice. It's kind of cute, I'm not going to lie. That's a very cute story. Mm-hmm. Very lovely story there. But Mmm Bop is a good song. Mmm Bop is a good a good song to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bop. It's a, it's a jam. Jesus. <laughs> I, I had a drink to that. <laughs> My God. I had a drink to that one. And, of course, number four is Artie Lang, who's had a very rocky 2018 Mm-hmm. He looks like he might go, and of course, I told him via Twitter that I had to add him to the celebrity uh, death pool, and he responded with a big "fuck you." Really, he did? did well, he not block you? not personally to me, but to everyone who was adding him to uh, their celebrity death pool list. Oh God! Yeah, I'm not the first one to tweet him that. Well, yeah, I mean drugs. Well, of course, he looks like complete. <laughs> yeah. He looks like complete shit, but I love Artie Lang so much. I, I really did not want to put him on there. Trust yeah, me, is that the one hard. you would feel? Is, you would feel that one? I would feel kind of sad if that big uh, bloated bastard died. Yeah, would you tweet rip? 
Yeah, I, w- I would tweet rip and, you know, I'd say all that sort of thing. Artie is a victim. That's what a, a silver pants there say, is saying there in the chat room. Silver pants? No, well, that's not his name, but I'm going to call him silver pants. <laughs> it, it sounds better. Okay. He should change his name to silver pants. Yeah, I like that one better. Too. I like it a lot better, yeah. <laughs> it flows better. But yeah, he, he was on the Artie and Anthony show for a couple months there. But of course, drugs took him out. He was always late to the show, and of course, he would go on uh, on the uh, bathroom break there and probably uh, snored a couple lines. Yeah, but uh, he's like, um, he's not thin. I always thought that cocaine made you thin. No, he's a big bastard. He's not thin at all. I'm confused. You are confused. You've never yeah. really seen a true coke addict. No, I thought they were supposed to be thin. And it's surprising since you're from Florida. <laughs> it's cool here. There's a lot of overweight. <laughs> You know, really? cokeheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the ones that are past 45 years old. Yeah. Looking at you. Wow. Looking at you in San Diego there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, lots of um wealthy people wealthy. in San Diego I've, I've talked to that were very much into the cocaine. Okay. And they were, you know, pretty hefty individuals. Really? Wow. I always thought they were like, you know, I, maybe I watched too much Scarface. I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. So moving along here, number <laughs> number three, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm afraid he might go. He might. He might that go. would be that would be crazy. You think so? That would be. I mean, that's a good one. I'm rooting for him though. To live or to die? Not to live, not to die. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If not this year, definitely next year. We got him next year. <laughs> next year. That's terrible. <laughs> 2020. And, and of course, number two, we got that Hillary Clinton there. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Maybe. She was like in really bad health when she yeah, was running die for. Yeah, she'll and then, um, mm-hmm. Bill will die after. Bill will die after that. That might happen. Yeah, I feel that. By the way, Vic something in the chat room says, I have Pikachu on my list. That's fucked up. How dare you? That is messed up. Yeah, that's messed up. Of course, I... The new Pikachu or the old Pikachu? I like the old Pikachu. He's got, he's got a little, a little stomach there. Yeah, he chunk. He's, he, he's a little chunky there. He real thick. Absolute unit. That's right. So yeah. yeah, Hillary, you know, she might just go out that old bag. Yeah, I feel it. Poor woman. You know, she's, she has all, all kinds of people giving her all kinds of shit. Just trashing I mean, her nonstop. I don't, I don't like her. I don't like her. And she's evil enough to survive. She's but, a wicked woman. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's true. But I she's think, evil. I think she might, I think she might go. She might go, right? Yeah. Her, it's going to be crazy. Her, her 11s are showing. Yeah. Probably at the end of the year, but she will die. She will die indeed. My Unless goodness. she's already dead. Well, G Don in the chat room thinks Hillary's been dead. Wow. He's a cons- he, I like that conspiracy. Maybe uh, that's a pretty good like one. Robot? That's that's true. And, and Star wants to call in. Of course, Star, you are welcome to do so. And of course, number one, I I thought the Pope would might go might go down this year, 2019. Really? I think so. That's a sin, Michael. You can't say that. Well, praise the sinners. <laughs> and of course, uh, th- that whole honorable mention list that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, another pick, but it seems like she's recuperating just fine. Okay. I thought we might have had a, I thought we might have had a win there. A win. Oh yeah, I was actually quite excited. I thought, wow. Look, Stanley was on my list last year, like on my own personal list, and Who's he Stanley? died. So, yeah, I predicted it. Well, let's bring Star in really quickly here. Let's see if she has any picks 
to add here. Star, I know you just wanted to say hi to Vanessa, but did you have any uh, names to add to the celebrity death pool list? Yes. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Queen Elizabeth and, um, oh, God, I just had it. Queen Elizabeth, that's a, that's a good pick. Queen Elizabeth and her husband. Yeah. I can oh, see wow. that happening. Either one, it's it's a horse race who gets to the end first. <laughs> a horse race. Oh, yeah. Isn't it romantic though when one dies and then the other one dies after? It's, it's kind of romantic. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> probably are holding hands all the way through it. Hi, Vanessa. Miss Hi, Star. Hi. You don't come in the chat room. There's a lot of people in there. It's kind of intimidating. Oh. <laughs> No. You, yeah. They got nothing on you, sister. Oh, I love you. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's see. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Uh, uh, what's his face, the king guy? Or no, he's not. He's. Larry King? The husband of the queen. Oh, oh Larry King uh, for sure. No, she's thinking of someone else. There are also people who are not elderly that might just croak because of lifestyle or just because they're assholes. I I could think a couple. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. I'm not gonna. You could say anything. I know I could, but I'm not. <laughs> I think you should. No, yeah, say it. Should say it. No, sir. I mean, no, I got man. the I got a wild card here. I got Dave Schrader on the list. He might just kill himself. No. You never know. Dave's a nice guy. Don't wish that on he, him. I'm not wishing anything. I'm just saying it could happen. Yeah, uh, that doesn't sound likely. I could die oh. tomorrow too. No, no, so no. Could I? You I cannot. I get hit by a bus. You never know. <laughs> Boomer, I'd be more likely to die tomorrow than you. Or, well, actually, a, a really strange thing is that I do still live close to a naval facility. Um, uh-huh. Also, uh, for those, uh, yeah, but for those that don't know, lots of training goes on out here with different pilots. The Blue Angels train out here, so all kinds of different skill levels of pilots come out here to train and yes, not to mention the mm-hmm. reactivated uh super volcano down at the the mud holes below Sultan Sea. Right, that too. And but what I was saying is or what I was getting at was that there was an incident not that long ago, Star, where Uh-oh. one of these people actually crashed into a house out here. <laughs> so I mean the possibilities of me dying, they're up I there. It was in your house. It could happen. You never know. No, don't say that. <laughs> are you adding yourself? Wait, are you what? adding yourself to your list? I'm adding myself to the list here. Don't yeah. do that. Honorable mention. Bonus I might die here in 2019, folks. You never know. Move to Florida or Colorado or Alaska or something. Well, I'm going to get yeah, married. Yeah, yeah. Move well, to Florida. That's true. I am going to marry a Vanessa. That's true. That's you right. are? Really? Well, we, we no? decided. Yeah, we oh decided right now. Just right now. Just right now. I want to be matron of honor. You could do that. It would be perfectly fine. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> so, Star. She got fun of a lope. Star, any more names? No, I'm going to go. Oh, you're going to go? I'm embarrassing you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good night. Love you all. Love you, chat room. Love okay. you. All right, Star. Thank you so much for the names there. Why is she so cute? You are. Oh, we might have cut her off a little too soon there. It's okay. Sorry about that, Star, but yes, really do appreciate you coming on here and uh, giving us your names. All good. I really do appreciate that. And of course, we do have some additional names since I gave you the official top 10. There were other names that so many people chimed in with. I felt 
kind of bad, to be honest with you. I thought, God damn, I missed a whole list of other people that wanted uh, to to uh, mention their picks. So that's what we're doing here tonight. For those who are just jumping in on the TuneIn Radio app, I do see some of you out there. Amazing. Hi. Yeah, hi. Amazing. Right. Amazing. Right, 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 right. And, of course, we do have one more, well, multiple names. We have Robert Redford. Oh, the actor. Do you know who that is? Yes, he's an older gentleman. He's kind of handsome. He's super um, old. Yeah, I think. Um, I like him. I've always liked Robert Redford. Yeah, he's. Isn't he like a communist? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if he's a communist. He actually starred. He actually starred in the movie The Old Man and His Gun. I think he goes to Cuba all the time. I believe that's the. I believe that's the accurate title of that movie. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, I didn't know yeah. that Vanessa really. Okay, he's I a communist. I don't know. <laughs> but um um, yeah. I mean, he's super old, right? Oh yeah, he's ancient. Yeah, we should we should add like a young person to the list. We will. We will. Don't worry. We have a bunch of old people though that a lot of uh individuals wanted to throw their ha- throw their name. Okay, look, I went there. into the chat right now and I saw somebody added Axel Rose. Axel and I'm Rose. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Axel Rose is very ancient. That's true. He's 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 kind of bloated. He has a bloated liver. I saw liver. him in concert last year and he is still he's really good. He's, he's still really singing good. good? Yeah, he got energy. Oh, that's good. And of course, we see Steven Tyler added to that as well by the same. Our same uh, lovable character here in the chat room. Oh, I, I feel attacked. Um, I know you feel I a little attacked. <laughs> yeah, because I like both those people. <laughs> um, those are good Steven picks, though. Tyler. N- not yet. I think too soon. Too soon. Toothpick Tyler. That's <laughs> what someone in the chat room said. Uh, very true. He he is very skinny, like he's been doing math for about forty years, right? It looks like it. He looks like he looks like a woman. Have you seen him? He does Maybe? look like a transsexual woman. That's true. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. You think he's banged a couple guys? Um, yeah, for I sure. I mean, when you're, everything. when you're a rock star, you know, you're doing drugs and you want to experiment a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I think, could see that happening. I, I could, that... I could see you probably cornholing a guy or two. Oh. Well, not me personally, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. A <laughs> uh, G-Don with, with Kylie Jenner. No. She's going to have to develop some sort of a drug problem that we are not privy to. Or, or maybe like um, a surgery gone wrong. Yeah, maybe. botch surgery that could work, and of course, G Don with with a uh, Beth Chapman from Dog the Bounty Hunter. She's huge. That's what G Don says, and yeah, she's as big as a barn. Oh God! She's a cardiomyopathy victim, no doubt. Poor Beth Chapman. So she, she's more than just thick. She's yeah, she's 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 bigger than chunk. Okay. She's fluffy. <laughs> oh God. That's true. <laughs> And of course, we do have Henry Kissinger. He's about ninety-five years old. Okay. That yeah. That guy might just outlive us all, though. Maybe ninety-five is. He might make it to hundred. He just might. We never mm-hmm. know. And this next one, this one really hurt me. Of course, that was a Tommy Lasorda. That that might be a little bit unknown to you, Vanessa. But holy shit! Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he's Let about. Look it up. He's about ninety right now, and oh god, once he dies, I'll be so sad. I've got really? so many early childhood memories of that overweight bastard running around in the, in the dugout there for the Dodgers. Okay. Along with him and Vin Scully, uh, two great people. Can't forget and them. And they're old? Just can't forget them. Just legendary figures. So, yeah, I'll be sad once Tommy Lasorda does go out. Rip. Yeah, rest in peace. And uh, look in the chat room here. Uh, we got 6'9", 
Gonna get shot Tupac style. Oh, Tupac. I think um Puff Daddy killed Tupac. You think Puff Daddy <laughs> killed Tupac? Yeah, I think. I have a theory. G Don with with Tom Likas. He might die, that's true. It's possible. He's another guy who's very overweight. But he's been doing Are we good. burning bridges here a little bit maybe? <laughs> well, you know, that's kinda of what the show's all about, burning bridges, having fun. Doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> Can't take anything away. That's right. We already said it. We already said it. It's done. It's That'll done. Be- What's done is done. Mm-hmm. That's true. So moving on here, we do have Harvey Weinstein. That's a name that everybody wanted to throw out to me. Now, okay, I get it. That That's wishful thinking on the uh, listener's part, but the guy ain't dying soon. He may have mm-hmm. had a rough 2018, but he'll make up for it in 2019. Let me be the first to tell you, tell you guys that. The guy's got the ultimate FU money, and he mm-hmm. still holds ultimate power. Sure, he I think may, he's even lost a little weight. He might have lost a little weight over the stress, but he may not get the whole five-star treatment that the media outlets uh, have, you know, been trying not to. But, of course, Hollywood will embrace him. Mark my word. They yeah, like Mel Gibson. will embrace him. Oh, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, Mel Gibson. I love that Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm, that green dress you're wearing. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And uh, we see a star there with George Soros, who was added to the, I think he was in, on the honorable mention list, that George Soros. Okay. Of course, we got Bubba the Love Sponge there, G. Don, the infamous shock jock, Bubba the Love Sponge, which most people today only know him as the guy who let Hulk Hogan smash his wife and release oh, a sex he, tape. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't want to see Hulk Hogan smashing anything. No, no. <laughs> you, do you remember his son, Nick Hogan? I do actually. I, I I remember maybe watching the re- the reality show. Hogan Hogan knows best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a terrible reality show, and his uh, untalented daughter and his dim-witted son who killed the guy. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, Hulk Hogan was the one who bought them the beer. That's when reality shows were actually kind of good. Well, that was the whole birth of the whole reality yeah. era, which I still blame Donald Trump being partially responsible for that. Yeah, I, think I always blame the, the Osborne, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, the Osbournes. That was another uh, early show in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That was a weird family, right? Very weird. It was a weird, fucked up family. Yeah. Good Lord. Can I add somebody? You could add anyone you want. It's all good. This is for you. Go ahead. I'm going to add the guy from Sugar Ray. What's his name? Mark oh, my Pat. God, Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to add him. I want him to die. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm yet. banking on it. I'm gonna add him. I hope he and drives. Everybody's his... gonna say that he was amazing and they loved him <laughs> and he was their favorite. I hope he drives. His... Including you. I hope he drives his van <laughs> off a cliff. Oh God. That no good, talented hack, Mark McGrath. Ugh, yuck. He yeah, stinks. that was for you. He fucking stinks. I hate that guy. Does he still have you blocked? Yeah. Matter of fact, let me let me check on Twitter right now. Am I still blocked by Mark McGrath on Twitter? Let me see. Mr. Red Carpet there. I still think it was gold that I talked about him. And he, his listeners alerted him to my comments on Twitter. And then the next time I hit refresh, I was magically blocked. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that amazing how that worked out? That's kind of an honor. It is, right? He actually took the time to actually tune in and listen to me making fun of him. Like, I, I mean, I, I would be, I would be proud. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even be upset. I'd be laughing if somebody was just trashing me randomly on just some, on the internet there. 
Someone just asked in the chat room, who don't we hate? Who don't you guys hate? <laughs> it's not hate. It's just, it's all, it's all love. Yeah, it's all, it's all love. Hate and love come from the same place. Mm-hmm. Has, hasn't your mother taught you that yet? <laughs> it all comes from the same place. Yeah. So, furthermore, adding on, uh, Don Imus, the I-Man, he's also getting up there in age, and I think that pretty soon this might just be the year. And I know it's it might be wishful thinking to some of you who brought up his name, but holy shit, <laughs> Don Imus, who knows? Of course, another name who goes hand-to-hand with Don Imus is Howard Stern. Mm. But come on now, come on now. He just had his 65th birthday. He's not going to go anywhere. He has the ultimate FU money as well, and he has the best doctors around and all sorts of creepy stuff that we're not aware of. Yeah, human growth hormones. Yeah, that dude's, that dude's good. He's not going to die. Yeah, he's going to be okay. Robin Quivers might die before uh, uh Howard Stern does. That's a G-Don there. That's true, Robin Quivers. She's had her bout with cancer. You never know. <laughs> oh, God, I feel mean now. <laughs> the whole part of this is not to be mean, though. It's just to talk about the reality that yeah, it's death, true. Death, death is a beautiful thing. Death is coming, and it's never stopped, and it never will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke in the chat room says, Howard Stern has 20 to 25 years left in him. Uh, Luke, I respectfully disagree with you. I don't think uh, he has that many years left, maybe 10 at the most. 10. Yeah, I think 10. That's good. And, of course, Zeke, he says he's got to get going. Got to go make that FU money. See ya. Make that bread. That I bread. understand, Zeke. Go chase that paper. And Looney, he says Heather Wade might suicide. Or Heather Wade by suicide, rather. Hmm. Interesting. You never know. Women these days, they'll kill themselves. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be a girl out in the world today. Suicide's the new orange. Yes. And, of course, we got Al Sharpton. That's another name that people were throwing out to me. He hasn't been looking very good the last couple of years. I remember when he used to look less as uh, less frail than he does now. Rather, how do you feel about that? I'm looking. I'm looking up. Twenty. Like looking at. Oh yeah. Oh that guy. Yeah, you know okay. Al Sharpton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah you know. Once I, I remember he's like a huge meme with his picture, with his <laughs> selfie, with that hair. Um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that no, I, maybe he is he like bulimic or something. I don't know, but he looks really weird, Ryan. I think he got on some sort of diet. Yeah, I think he might die of starvation. <laughs> you never know. And of course, yeah. a Luke in the chat room, Russell Crowe by suicide. Okay, now we're just naming anybody. <laughs> well, you never know. He he might go. Yeah. Well, you you uh, never know. You never know. Yeah. Again, He's not American though. He's not American? Well, that's okay if he's not American. No, I know, but I mean, like, isn't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like maybe <laughs> he's not, not cool American. over there. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Drugs and stuff. Isn't that, like, an American thing? <laughs> no, it's pretty worldwide. <laughs> Last time I checked. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean, and obviously. I hear, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. By suicide, I don't know. I don't know if it's trendy over there. Uh, John, I don't think he lives here. Uh, G. Don with uh, Stevie Wonder and John Lear. He says, I hope not. Yeah, I, I love John Lear, and, you know, he, he loves being on the program. I'll definitely invite him back very soon. But Stevie Wonder, that's a interesting pick there. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Get it? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Yeah. He did. <laughs> he didn't see it, no. Oh, yes. So many great names, so many people uh, suggested that we add in here. 
I like it. I like Me it. Me too. I, I do want to thank everybody for adding those names. And those were the names, boys and girls. That was certainly fun. Keep an eye on those names. I think eventually we will have to start giving away prizes for some of those picks. As hacky as that is, I think we might just do it. You mean like if you got it right? Yeah, I might just start giving away books or something. I might give away, I don't know. Yeah, we just something might. autographs maybe? Maybe something autographed. Maybe a 8 by 10 of a, a photo, a, a headshot of me. You never know. Oh, sexy. Very sexy. Yeah, I hope I win. I'll, well, I'll send you some photos, but, you know, of a different kind. <laughs> okay, okay. Of a very different kind. <laughs> That's and, right. And, of course, moving along here, we we do have a little bit of a Florida news since you're here, Vanessa. This wouldn't be a program without the Florida news. That's right. Oh, God, I'm not I'm not up to date with the Florida news, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure nothing surprises me. Well, check this shit out right here. A person accidentally was decapitated by a helicopter. Wow. Can you believe that a person was decapitated by a helicopter in an in a accident at a Florida airport? Apparently, this guy was uh in the hangar there at the mm-hmm. Brooksville Airport north of Tampa. Do you know where that is? Yes, Tampa. Well, yes, like three hours away from me. That's about three hours. Well, this guy was out there, and apparently some sort of accident uh, must have went down. I mean, this dude got his head cut off there. That's pretty crazy. Are we going to talk about the tweaker that licked? The, the, the door- doorbell in oh, the, California? My God. You know, my dad actually texted me about that story. Yeah? Yeah, he's like, look at this meth head. And I thought, no shit, right? This guy is all twacked out, licking doorbells. Yeah, that's that That sounded like a Florida, like a Florida news. That was like a Florida it's guy. Not, it's not, it's though, right? the next best thing. Next best. Oof. He's going to get, um, he's going to get hepatitis. Yeah, it's very gross. He didn't get electrocuted. Jesus Christ. But that's not as bad as these other... Well, I mean, it is kind of bad. There's uh, another article I read about these teenagers in Indonesia. They were mm-hmm. reportedly boiling uh, used tampons to get high. What? I thought it was a joke, too. <laughs> I, I even looked Does it up. Did do I, anything? I went to multiple uh, websites, and I looked up the story, and apparently it's 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 true. Is that effective? I guess so. We got some crazy bitches out there uh, boiling used tampons to get high. Wow, how does like one like discover that? L- look up the story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do a search right now and, and read it yourself. I-, I don't know how anyone would even phantom to think about boiling <laughs> a used tampon. But oh, they were used. Well, apparently, and the story says used. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I know. I thought we I thought we saw it all once we saw these retards with the whole tie pod thing. Yeah, the memes. Well. Oh my God! Well, apparently people are going to be doing this soon here in America. Wow, Florida first. Florida okay. first, yeah. We're going to be seeing that out there. I'm wow. not going to lie. I'm kind of I'm intrigued. Like I want to know what happens. You want to get high? Like, no, uh, but I want to know. Like you know, like I just I just want to know. That's so interesting, actually. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> unusual bit of news. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really strange bit of news there. Good lord. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have the law and order director arrested on child uh, pornography charges. Oh. He looks like a Rick Grimes. What? Yeah, he looks like him, except really, except a little bit methed out. Ah. Uh. A tiny bit, <laughs> a, a Rick- tiny bit. Yeah. Which won't be that far off from the truth here. This guy, uh, Alexander, was charged with uh, promoting a sexual performance by a child and possessing. An obscene sexual performance by a child. That's according to that's, Variety. 
that's very disturbing because I'm sure there's people that love that show and then now the show's like ruined. It's for them. ruined. Apparently, this guy, the FBI, they were onto him because he was sharing uh, child pornography uh, via torrent. Oh wow! Yeah, so there goes your your TV show, Law and Order, director arrested on CP that's- charges. What a sick bastard! Yeah. That's yeah. another one that deserves to die. Yeah, that, that guy needs to be on the celebrity death pool. Yeah. Not by wishful thinking, just by facts alone. Yeah, for sure. Good God. And Vanessa, I'm so glad you're here. Um, another gentleman did send me an email. Mm-hmm. And I've got multiple emails here, but this one stood out to me because it was a giant wall of text. Oh, God. One oh, of those. Oh, yes, one of those. And I'm so happy to read this one to you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Hello. Hey, first of all, I would like to thank you for all the work, information, and interviews. Thank you for your own expression and being yourself. There is one thing that badly resonates with me during your interviews. Why do you say so much and so often as follows? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Why are you talking this way? You say this in every interview. You talk in this way when something is shocking to you. (laughs) There are other ways to talk when something shocks us besides you use the words that the church gave us. The church is a mafia. These are people who tell us that they created us and we are to kneel before them. Nobody made us. Nobody created me. I am infinite and eternal. And he went on uh, to write a couple more paragraphs, by the way. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ. I won't read those parts because it's it's pretty repetitive. <laughs> but that's that's the um, thing there. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, goes on um, to, he goes on to say, people who use phrases Jesus Christ are in the mental program. They have washed brains, quotations around that. They are hooked to the paradigm. They design energy juices for creatures who want to own us. Create your own paradigm using your power. Thank you for your interviews, and I wish you all the best. Michael from Poland. Is he a troll? No, this is a gentleman from Poland. So he's legit? I think so. I think this is the real deal, Holyfield. Oh, wow. So first and foremost. Oh, form- my God. Yeah, first and foremost, I do want to thank that individual for sending me that, that email there. And, of course, I thought that's very kind of him. And please remember, ladies and gentlemen, don't hesitate. Definitely send me an email if you have any sorts or any sort of um questions or concerns or any impersonations of myself or other listeners out there. All is fair game. That's michaelendofdays at gmail.com. So once again, I do want to thank that, that individual from Poland who sent me that lengthy uh, email there. Okay. And what do you, what is your response? Well, my response would be very, um, you know, very easy. <laughs> Very simple. And of course I've had other people out there write to me who, you know, individuals who are so far into religion, they get very angry and offended with me saying things like, God damn, uh, God damn it. And how goddamn dare you? You know, those <laughs> kind of phrases. And yes, I do try to rest, uh, restrain myself from saying those words. And I am trying, I do promise. I, I really don't use too much profanity in my own life. I rarely even use it here on the show. But I do understand what that individual means. And, you know, I'll try my best to use other words. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like cunt. It feels good when you say it. Cunt feels so great when it comes yeah. off the tip of your mouth 
or Tongue, oh, rather. Oh, wow. What, whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Um, yeah, cunt. It's yeah. A, it's a great word. Mm-hmm. It feels good to say it. It feels, kinda like... it feels good to say. It feels good to, you know, be around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And of course, right. that's right indeed. And of course, I do apologize to him. I'm sorry I offended you. I definitely don't mean to offend anybody. Yeah, you just have to, like, um, try a little harder. <laughs> yeah, I do got to try a little bit harder, but I mean, you know, I do got to satisfy the bloodthirst listeners of this program. Mm hmm. Got to please everyone as best as I can, and not that way. Oh. You sick minded bastards out there. Not that way. So, Vanessa. Why not? Oh. <laughs> So, Vanessa, I, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program here. Okay. We will be wrapping up in a moment. Mm-hmm. But, Vanessa, how are you doing tonight? Did you listen to the first part of that interview there? I did, actually. But, like... Were you drinking, yes Marshall, or no? I was, actually. Marshall I knew it. Kind of, he makes me nervous. Why does he make you nervous? I don't know. He just he doesn't seem approachable. Oh, okay. Yeah. like. He, well, that makes sense. Know, he, He's intimidating. He was of. intense tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, he was not playing. He, he was not playing. He was kind of fired up tonight. Yeah, but you handled it great. Wow. Well, thank you very much, but I, I was very taken back by him. Mm-hmm. He was very fired up. Yeah. And I think he, I think he even got angry. He, 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 he's, that's what I'm saying. He gets mad. Like, I feel like he gets mad. He gets and pissed, I, right? Like, I don't know. He scares me. He scares, <laughs> he me a scares bit. you. Yeah. He, well, he doesn't really bit. cause that effect on me, but he, he does get a little, um, a little angry at times. Yeah. But you're good at it. But so right, you know but rightfully, but rightfully so though. Yeah, I know, I know. My goodness. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't say goddamn there. You see, you were, goodness, I like that. I'm like learning. That. Yeah. Uh, Looney in the, in the chat room here says, Marshall was fired up indeed and kinda a crybaby. Ooh. Marshall seems like that uncle who lives in a trailer. Oh. And yeah. Yeah? Hmm. Well, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I think he's just a very passionate individual, that's all. Yeah, he, he he's passionate. Passionate. And there's nothing wrong like with that. that. Yeah. yeah, you can be passionate all he wants. And Vanessa, again, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. And of course, I will talk to you in a few minutes after we wrap up here. Oh, really? Like a little after party? Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, great. As we always do. All right. So, Vanessa. Well, thank you for having oh, me yes. on. Oh, yes. It was quite the honor and pleasure as always. And, Vanessa, say good night to the listeners. Good night, everybody. Amazing. Thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Vanessa. I'll talk to you in a moment here. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And there she goes. Again, I do want to thank all of you out there for being a part of the program, those on the TuneIn Radio app and, of course, those on YouTube. Love all of you out there. And, of course, I do appreciate those outside of America. Don't think I don't see all of you out there in the Netherlands and Canada and the U.K. And, of course, I do want to apologize to the U.K. listeners. I sort of trashed some of them on the last episode. I said that Katie Hopkins had bigger balls than most men in the U.K. I, I do apologize for that comment. I was a bit fired up. I apologize. I love everyone in the U.K., and, of course, our Russian and German listeners really do appreciate all of you out there. And, of course, don't forget, if you missed last week's show, go to MichaelDeacon.com, and that's where you'll find the last episode. And, of course, 
For those who wondered, you can donate. Go to michaeldegan.com, right-hand side of the screen. Only if you'd like to. I would appreciate if you did. Definitely donate if you can. And, of course, if you are listening to this on a replay on the, on the uh, TuneIn Radio app, don't forget, we are live every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't be shy either. You can always call into the program. That's another thing. I always get emails about people saying, oh, well, I'm too shy to call in. I don't want to call in. I don't want to embarrass myself. And I always respond with, don't be shy. Don't be scared. It's just me here. I won't hurt you too bad. I promise. Now, thank you once again, folks. I hope you enjoyed tonight's program. It was a bit of a rattlesnake. And of course, you'll hear me again next week. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.